And that's it. We are live. How you doing? Doing great, Billy. How you doing? I'm living the dream. Uh, let me, while the best Steam music I could afford to buy plays. I was going to say, did you have a buddy make this for you? It was five bucks on some uh, you know, <laughs> music service, but I love it. It, I now at this point it's very podcasty. I can't talk unless this is first playing. So I want someone following me around with a boombox uh, at all times. So anywho, let me kick off the show and welcome everyone to the Crowded Hour, the game show about friendship connection. I'm not sure what it's about. About celebrating people, I think deserve to be celebrated, and the roots of this game show come from an old poem which proclaims that one crowded hour of glorious life is worth an age without a name. That gets more depressing every time I read it, but for my money, the best way to achieve a crowded hour of glorious life is to act up with a friend, and this show is designed to do just that. Today on the show, we have a man who kind of bums me out every time I see him because (laughs) I am immediately knocked down new at best. The second best-looking guy in the room, he's a lawyer, a girl dad, an aging athlete. His hometown is America's hometown, and he met his wife in what I want to call a meet-cute, but I'm not sure anything that happens at Fiesta can be called a meet-cute. So please welcome to the show, everyone, Troy Sullivan. (laughs) I love the applause. We have all the tricks here. So, Troy, the way the game works is I'm going to run you through various segments, a couple icebreakers, some trivial questions, which I did on stage last night, and they actually worked pretty well, Uh, some brain breakers, I don't know what that means, Uh, and some deeper questions modeled on the parlor game popularized generations ago by the French writer Marcel Proust. Troy has been asked to bring a top five list of his choosing and his ingredients for a perfect day, but he's told me several times he's just going to wing it, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I just want you to know, this. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and this is the only one where you require your guests to do homework. I'm sorry about that. Uh, and we will end with High, Low, Right, Wrong, Surprise, where Troy will be asked to name his High, Low, Right, Wrong, and Surprise on a specific theme from his life, which I shall choose. Wonderful. So, uh, yeah. So, Troy, welcome. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling great, man. Yeah? Yeah. Look like a million bucks coming in my house. I'm wearing a sweatshirt. You look uh, handsome as always. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Think you're better than me or something, <laughs> huh? <laughs> so Troy, as yeah. an icebreaker for our audience to get to know you, uh, we're just going to run through some favorites. Uh, we'll Let's just see what uh, what sort of things uh, uh, this man likes. So Troy, what is your favorite movie? Oh, my favorite movie is um, When Harry Met Sally. Oh, aren't you adorable? Yeah. I still watch it. Watch it with my kids. It's a great movie. It's as good as it gets. Those it really is. Still well written, holds up. Very good movie. I started watching, there's this like... 10 episode romantic comedy that just started on netflix where the people meet every year on the same day what is it <sighs> i forget <laughs> it might be called one the classic <laughs> the classic i have no idea classic old guy move yeah. but uh it, it it's giving me uh when harry met sally vibes so, so uh, like yeah. that nora efron vibe yeah uh, it's a really good looking guy and a uh, uh awkward um like indian ethnic ethnicity uh who's like kind of like why is the cute guy talking to me and uh, okay she makes him earn it you know it's like uh it, it works so my kids would, are probably watching it but i don't, I don't know what it is. i would highly recommend it if i knew the name of it so uh when harry met sally, that's a that's a sweet one it's classic uh troy what's your favorite fast food item oh my god i don't know i don't eat that much fast food uh, a little bit more now that i have kids 
Um, that's a great question. Probably five guys. Is okay. That, does that qualify? Is yeah. that like semi fast food? Like, yeah, I think that's like you know you I mean? pretend you're high end, but you're still yeah, eating fast food. Yeah, like, you, oh. you kind of order, then sit down, <laughs> then wait a little bit, but. I call it fast food. I like how they make you like stand near bags of potatoes, like to just let you know we're actually. That's like, right. These are real potatoes. Here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Troy, what is your favorite store that is no longer around? Let me flash you back to. So wait, you grew up in Plymouth, so you're yeah. at the Kingston Mall, right? Back in the day, <laughs> you're the Independence Mall. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, to, to walk around to buy stuff, I used to just like sitting in bookstores, not because I like to read books, but just I like the vibe of just chilling out. Okay. I feel like I want to take a nap. Um, Spencer Gifts. I mean, ooh, come on. Ooh, you know what I mean? I think you may have just won that category. Yeah. Spencer Gifts. It's my classic. Gosh. Uh, all right. We'll say Spencer Gifts. Sorry. <laughs> What's your favorite place? Oh, that's a wonderful question. I would say either in my sauna or okay. at the beach. One okay. of the two. Yeah. Love it. Long Beach? Um, any beach, really, but we live, you know, in Rockport right by Front Beach. So oh, you do? I just kind of walk know. by the backside of Front Beach. Okay. And chill out there because, like, the rocks on the right hand side kind of looks like. You know, you're in Europe or something. It's, it's I nice. didn't know you lived down there. I wrote a story about when that guy was trying to claim uh, he owned. Uh, Back Beach, is that what it was? <laughs> I don't know. He, yeah. no. he was I know like, there was something going on back there, but uh, I, I don't really follow any of that stuff. Yeah, so I have that, no was, idea. Uh, that was a thing. Okay, uh, Troy, what's your favorite restaurant? Oh, my God. All these questions, man. I got to bring homework and answer all these questions? What the hell's going on? show is. It's, oh, my uh, God. I probably should have listened to more shows. Um, <laughs> my favorite restaurant of all time? You're driving here. You, you Holy gonna... shit. Um, I don't know. Locally, I like the Franklin. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, I also like the Hard House in Nipswich. Oh, I, chill. I've never been there. Oh, okay. yeah. It's old school. It's nice. I like it. Okay. Uh, but all time, it's tough to say. I mean, I don't know. I like Davio's. It's cool. Oh, Davio's feels like uh, you're doing a thing. Right? Yeah. You know. Like uh, Davio's. Yeah. Uh, all right, Troy, who is your favorite fictional character? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> there you go. There's my answer. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Freudian slip. There's my answer. We're both getting canceled for that one. <laughs> Move on. Moving on. Well, Wait, that's, a, that's a compliment, though. I mean, come on. It's a compliment. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> so I, I there's uh, so I know you, but don't know know you. Um, yeah. And uh, I pick up bits and pieces. You were pursuing acting for a little while. I mean, a very short time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I was a lawyer for a little bit, and then I um, moved out to LA after I was a lawyer for two years because I worked at a large firm. Okay. Was, you know, whatever it was. And so I bought an old, you know, 1963 Cadillac. As uh, you would. Yep. Yeah. Drove cross country, of course, on my way to Miami. Um, you know, kind of cross country down to Miami first. Northern Florida. Um, <laughs> I was bombing down over 100 miles an hour in the convertible Cadillac, just, you know, cruising like you're on a couch. Okay. And before you know it, I don't know how many hours later, because I was leaving from DC, um, I, I stop and I go off to get gas and I stop at a stop sign. I go to take a left and my transmission's just gone. Oh, wow. I burned the whole thing. So, you know, I had to get it towed, ended up staying in Miami for like three weeks, but ended up making it cross country. And yeah, I was a, you know, quote unquote actor, but not really. A little bit. I did one commercial, had some fun. Okay. And uh, that was about it. 
Then I tra- did a little bit of traveling, which is my top five, actually. Okay, good. So I did do a little preparation, but very, very little. <laughs> All right. And then, uh, and then came back to being a, a, a lawyer? Yeah, or? so I came back from traveling, um, went back to L.A., and my oldest brother, who since passed away, oh, but, no. um, he, oh, brought, he bought my, uh, my Cadillac from me so I could okay. pay all the debt that I had from traveling. All right. Then my old partner that um, I worked for in D.C. called me back, asked me to come back to D.C. Okay. So I was like, okay, you want to pay me that? Sure. I'll go back. <laughs> so I went back to D.C. And then uh, obviously a couple years later I realized, I don't like this. Why am I doing this? So yeah, that's, um, I guess, a long way to answer that question. But no. Yeah. Well, I, w- I was asking because uh, do you, when you're watching something, do you, are there roles or are there characters where you're like, oh man, I, I, I would have enjoyed trying that? I think I think about it way too much still. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think about it too much. Probably. Do you, does it feel like it's it's behind you, or are you still thinking you might? No, take a no, swing? no. I don't think it's behind me. <laughs> it's, it's kind of. It's all I think about really. So yeah, I'm starting to you know get back into it a little bit. But I heard you you're know. doing some improv now. Is that right? No, nah, I wouldn't call it improv. No, I'm just starting to take classes. Okay, so, just yeah, going to Boston. My wife did that for many years. She had started at the Upright Citizens Brigade in oh, New cool. York and then yeah. uh, went Improv Boston, which I believe just closed. Is that right, or something like that? The one in Cambridge. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I go to Improv Asylum. Okay, uh, that's in the North in End, right? Yeah, 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 they're, um, North End, yeah. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. I've watched many an improv show, and sometimes you want to, um, shoot yourself in the head, but when it's magic, it's magic. Yeah, yeah, it's, when it's, it's a lot flowing. of fun. I, you know, I still go down there, you know, once a week, so it's nice. Yeah, and you know what I, I love about improv is the yes and way of kind of interacting with people, you know? Uh, I think that the idea is that, uh, in normal uh, conversation, we're often no but people, but in improv, you're supposed to say yes and in. Yeah, I think what it teaches you too, or at least has been teaching me, um, is usually when you're having a conversation, you're trying to think of what you're going to say next. Yes. So that's impossible when you're doing improv. You have to listen. Yeah. To kind of react. So, you know, I try to put that towards my life to try to, you know, be a better listener and that kind of thing. So yeah. I think I'm learning a little bit, but, you know, to be determined. I mean, they always say that, right? Acting is reacting, and I feel like bad actors, you can see they're they're just, they've memorized their lines and they're sitting there ahead waiting for their chance to say it. But you, if you're playing off of someone. I had, so uh, you'd asked me about this before we came on the air, and I don't want to hog it. Last night it, was baby. the... Uh, <laughs> Last night was the first comedy show at the Cut in Gloucester. Yeah. I was the host, and I think uh, in my head I, I'd written some jokes. I was planning on doing, you know, a little something. At you the got beginning. a tight three? I don't think it's <laughs> even three, but it was like, let me get it started. We thankfully had some comics show up who I recognized. It was an open mic, so I had seen them perform before. I go yeah. watch open mics, and I was like, all right, let, uh, sooner I can get one of them up here, it, it'll establish that this is a real thing. Uh, I bring it up because I went up on stage, the lights were incredibly bright, and I just had immediate amnesia. I said, I don't know what I said. I said very little. And My name is was, Bob Johnson. I don't even think I introduced myself. I made a joke about the name Billy. And I realized I hadn't even told the audience that was my name. So that joke went over, as you can imagine. And uh, <laughs> yeah, like when I wrote that down, man, it was funny. It was Oh, that's the thing. I uh but I loosened up, and I was, I think, more reacting. You know, I was, like, getting up there. Not so much crowd work, uh, but, uh, you know, the I'm a writer 
by profession and yeah. it is my least favorite thing on planet earth like writing at this point like it 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 did it you does. used to like it and then just been doing it too long you i think lost i think the love so for it? uh i think that i lost a competitive drive which yeah. you need to have you know when you're i mean i'm someone that grew up you know, I was drunk on the Hunter S. Thompson's and Gatesley's like Tom Wolf, these like great. And it was like, I want to be like that. And then you're entering the field. It's so competitive and you can see your competitors, what they're doing. Right. Yeah. It's very visible. And I think I was just so hard charging to want to like, you know, be the best, whatever feature writer in Boston and whatever the dream was. And it just exhausted me. And now writing is the sort of thing where the more you do it, the harder it gets. You've just, you just know how it works. You've seen your, you, oh God, I'm doing this little trick thing, yeah. you know. Uh, we'll just take a lot of drugs and go hang out with people. I, and I then, think that's, know, that's, that's what they did. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the thing I've always envied about stand-up comedians is they use the phrase writing on stage, you yeah. know, and it's like, that's allowed. You can get up there and kind of just see where it goes and you have that confidence. I mean, for me at this point, writing is editing, right? I write some something and then i i spend i mean 90 percent of my writing time is writing the first paragraph just yeah. over and over and over and, and then you're like all right it works let's just go let's get this over with my head hurts but i think what helped me to go back to the sort of reacting and all that it just i was like all right i'm just i'm writing on stage it's fine no one cares i had i knew half the audience the other half was that you know there were the sort of people that came out to a comedy show they were rooting for it and by the end i i I think my last line in the audience was like, when you leave your Yelp review, please say it could have been worse, right? Like that, yeah. that was the, uh, that was the victory for the night. It could have been worse, yeah, well, but I, I try to live by, um, you know, it's hard, but always just try to, I always imagine myself, <clears throat> I guess it's kind of weird, but I always imagine myself dead and okay. then say, just live today like you died. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. You what know? happened to your brother? Um, yeah, he passed away. He, uh, obviously, but, um, he was just drinking drugs. He was okay. watching a movie, just kind of died, you know, booze and Vicodin and, you know. It's tough. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know yeah, I know a little bit of Plymouth, and I grew up in Southie, and, uh, you know, they were definitely similar in some ways where, like, it, it's easy to make one mistake that follows Yeah, he, he was long gone from Plymouth. He didn't even graduate high school from Plymouth because he okay. was a gymnast, so he went out yeah. to uh, California. But, yeah, that was... And Jeez. does that influence what you were just saying, like thinking a lot about death? And I mean, I imagine so. I had, you know, one of my best friends died. My mother died. So, you know, I was in a car accident when I was 15 and my brother's best friend died. So I don't know oh why gosh. I feel like, you know, oh gosh, I just maybe I've seen a lot of death, but yeah, I think it, you know, I try to make it a good thing and just try to live, you know, try to live my life yeah. as though, you know, I try not to think about what other people, you know, are thinking about or, yeah. what, you know, judging, et cetera. So. How old are you? I'll be 50 in, I don't know, four days? What day is it? No way. Yeah, man. How sad? Is that... Uh, is that? It's awesome. I mean, why not? <laughs> 50 years is fucking crazy. Isn't it wild? Like, uh, yeah. In in when we were kids, you'd think 50 was like, oh, they're going to die any minute now. And yeah, like, no uh, shit. I'm sure that's what my kids are thinking. <laughs> die, hurry up. It. Uh, <laughs> I feel like there's something about... I'm 47, and now that you know you're... You're over the hill, essentially. You know, you're you're speak you're, for yourself, the, buddy. But uh, you know, in the sense that the first half of your life is behind you. I you know, know and yeah. you can now that you are essentially over the hill, and you can see <laughs> the bottom, right? And there's something about seeing that bottom that makes me appreciate more and more. Like I, it, 
this is going by too quick, buddy. You got to appreciate every day and also do the lame things that we know each other from. Like you got to exercise, you got to, you know, try and take care of yourself. You got to do these little things, uh, you know. I'm not going to have six pack abs on the beach, but you know, I want to be able to keep, you know, whatever chasing after my kids, however they phrase it. And, uh, but death, I mean, look at the, I mean, what's the name of this podcast? The crowded hour, one crowded hour of glorious life is worth an age without a name. I mean, that, that's everything right there. It's like, we're going to be dead a lot longer than we were alive. Yeah, man. Just uh, enjoy your life. Gotta, you know, being scared of stuff. Yeah. Like, it's great for you to go up on stage and, you know, it's the first time you've ever done that, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. awesome. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of people who just, you know, if they're scared of something, they don't do it. And I'll tell you, I have, uh, I'm a lifetime, like, comedy geek. And I, yeah. that, you know, as someone who's a writer and I enjoy being a storyteller, it's always been the thing where it's like, I should try that. I should try that. And I mean, I was 47 years old before I had the courage to get up and do it. Good and for I'll you, tell though, you, man. I mean, I had, I had, I had, painted it in so many painful ways and it once it's like it took two seconds of courage it's gonna it's gonna happen either way so yeah and now it's over and now i'm like oh i'm I'm ready to get up next time yeah the next time you know might go worse might go better who cares yeah it uh and it's fine and i'll tell you the word got out we had about seven comedians that you were hosting not that i was hosting (laughs) well the whole thing was a little funny because beforehand so i'm standing there awkwardly in the cut kind of like all right i'm you know Tom, who owns it, is a friend yeah. of ours, and, uh, you know, it, uh, I'm like, all right, they, they agree to let me do this. I don't know if they're going to regret it or whatever, and I'm standing there. I don't know what I'm doing. I'd actually emailed a guy I know who hosts open mics to ask him for advice, and he never got back to me. So I was like, <laughs> He's like, right. the best advice is I'm not going to give you any advice. Yeah, you're not stealing yeah. my uh, comedian. So I... <laughs> kind of stand there awkwardly in the cut and um you know it's kind of easy to profile who's a comic right they they they, they have a certain look and they're all they're all kind of hanging over there and so i go introduce myself and uh they, it felt a little like they were testing me like who are you you're not in the scene you don't i don't i've never seen you do you know what you're doing i was like no i don't you know but uh and I think I won them over. And I think, if anything, I won the, them over with the space. They they went in. I took them in the, to show them. The, so the cut is divided. Half it's a restaurant. Half it's a performance venue. You have to go through these doors to get to the performance venue. And it was like watching kids open Christmas gifts. They opened the door and they were like, wait, what? Are you kidding me? It's amazing. And most of the time, they're open mics. You know, they're in like the corner of a sports bar with, you know, like yeah. no one's paying attention to them. They're yeah. just, they're dying for some airtime. And instead it was like, hey, here's this wonderful stage. Some wonderful people are running this place and we want this to be a home for you guys. So the word got out. I got, uh, I had like reactivated my Facebook just to be able to post on some comedian forum to say like, sure, hey, we're sure. doing this thing. And then you were like, hey, how you doing, old girl? <laughs> <laughs> Just just rebooting here, but I saw your picture pop up. Yeah. uh, Um, How you been? (laughs) But I woke up this morning to all these friend requests from comedians. Sure, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, 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 The the word is out. Ashley from uh, 11th grade. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) It's a thing. So, uh, all right, Troy, let's, uh, let's, hey, well, let's ask you, who's your favorite comedian? Oh, my God. I don't know if I have a favorite comedian, but um, I don't know. Maybe old school Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I mean, you know, when that came out, it just blew the doors. It was just planet. a thing, like yeah. I, you know, when you know, delirious and raw and all that. It's just, uh, it was a thing that you know. You, do you remember? Uh, you're you're of the age. You remember when Dice Clay broke through, right? Yeah, yeah of Dice course. Clay. Yeah. So 
Uh, if I had one recommendation on the internet right now, it would be to follow Andrew Dice Clay on Instagram because he does these performance pieces. Yeah. He's wearing like a hood and sunglasses. He lives in New York and he just walks up to random people on the street and he's like, did you, did you, are you the one that wanted the picture? And they're just looking at him like, what, That's you Andrew want Dice a picture Clay? of me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> little what is it hickory dickory dog. yeah no, uh, i'll let you do that all right uh troy favorite tv show oh my god oh my god so here's the thing during the pandemic um i watched a lot the first two seasons of cheers oh is amazing, amazing. It's it really like, is i watched a pilot recently because uh, i'm trying to write a script and people like the best pilot ever written is yeah. cheers the Cheers, the first two seasons is unassailable. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's like, obviously it's funny, but it's heartfelt. It's very well written. It's, I think the first two seasons of Cheers is probably my favorite. Okay. And then, you know, Seinfeld is yeah, yeah. amazing. I went, uh, when I was a senior in high school, it was the final season of Cheers, and one of my best buddies from high school, his dad was the cop in charge overseeing the... The final show. Do you remember they did it yeah, kind of like live? At, I lived uh, in Boston. Yeah. Okay. That was 93, so I think. We were like right there, front row, inside the whole thing. And um, they were so like emotional and teary. It, yeah. it was like a. They all got it was hammered. They were like hanging out the. Yeah. yeah. I remember my buddy's dad having to tell Norm, whatever, to stop throwing like beer mugs out of the second floor window. They're <laughs> <laughs> you know? not going to make it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you cannot the do that. not foam. Yeah. Um, Okay, Troy, uh, let's get to, uh, let's see, favorite song. Oh, my God. I know. These I don't are have hard. favorite. I mean, my favorite song changes all the time. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I listen to, honestly, anything you can imagine, so I don't really okay. have a favorite song. All right. I'll listen to, you know, Miley Cyrus, Taylor Swift. I'll listen to, you know, Beethoven. I'll listen to, you know, soft rock. I'll listen to Metallica, old school rap, like, you know, ghetto boys. I'll oh, listen man. to I'll listen to anything. So <laughs> I don't boys. I don't really yeah, get, don't listen to the lyrics of the ghetto boys. <laughs> don't, don't listen to those lyrics. They are insane. But you know, good music, good fun. Uh, I'll listen to anything. So I don't really have a favorite. So that's a tough. All one. right. Do you have Troy? This is uh, I think the toughest of all the favorite questions. Do you have okay. a favorite sensation? Um, peace maybe. Ooh, you know. If you can get to that point where you're, you know, I used to meditate much more than I do now. Um, and if you get to the point of like, you know, I don't know if, just your body feeling just super relaxed and comfortable. Okay. And your mind's at ease and you're just, you know, comfortable. That's, if you can get there, it's really great. That's awesome. I am, uh, I am inspired now to try meditating for the millionth time. All right. And we'll do uh, one final one. Maybe this is the toughest one. You have three daughters. Who's your favorite child? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's easy. Whichever one's asking me that question. (laughs) Uh, That's awesome. So we will send that along. All right. That went well-ish, we'll say. Is that segment one? How many segments do we have here? Don't worry about it. I'm done. How many do we have? We have (laughs) seven. Oh, all right. Let's do it. All right. So we'll move on to trivial. These are trivia questions that don't have specifically a correct answer. And I did this last night on stage. I, I did some sort of North Shore related trivia questions. Right. I brought I'm from the from South the Shore, audience. so you know, I don't know. The, these. Well, you're you're, you're a local now. Uh, so we'll we'll start with uh, this one. I did on stage last night, and I've done it on every podcast. I believe it's basically the question of the podcast, which is, you're on Route One in Saugus, and you have to take a dump. Yeah. Where do you go? So. I did listen to one episode, <laughs> and I remember you saying, you know, look for the 
the best place to go, like yeah. the fanciest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know it all that well. The only place I really know on Route 1 is Chipotle, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> which I imagine is probably used often. Yeah, I, I definitely. <laughs> For those uh, who, atten- you know, who are eating there. But, uh, you know, I probably Chipotle is the only place I know. And I would just be like, you know, I know that it's there. Yeah, and, and it's so probably stocked with, yeah, toilet paper. Stuff well, they know, you, you know, know, who knows? But Yeah, uh, all right. So Troy's going to poop at Chipotle. That's uh, right. Troy, here's a philosophical-ish question. Yeah. Uh, are there more wheels or doors in the world? Wheels or doors? Yes. I really hope it's doors. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, I just feel like, you know, welcome to my home. You know, people have shelter versus, you know, People just driving around. Yeah, I just I would love there to be more doors, and okay. then obviously within each home there are doors. Yes, so I imagine doors, but I'm not a hundred percent certain. Okay, um, Troy, what's the most expensive thing you can buy at a Target? Oh, fuck, <laughs> I can't remember the last time I was in a Target. Where, where uh, have if I'm you with been? my Every, kids, everything you go, I, I, don't, I haven't been there either. I don't know. <laughs> I go to work, I go home, and that's uh, you know, go to Boston on Wednesdays. Um, if I'm with my kids, it's probably candy. But yeah, let me think. The most expensive thing I'm going to say. Um, do you know the answer to this question? No, no. Uh, I, I used to ask it about Walmart, and then I think I figured out what the answer was at a Walmart. Oh, it's got to be very similar. It's a well, no, because at Walmart they have firearms. So for a while oh, we thought shit. it was a gun, but then we determined it's a gun safe. Oh, which is like fifteen hundred bucks. I'm going to say some type of television. Okay. Right. Or, or yeah. electronic. Safe bet. Something, uh, I don't know. All right, here's one. Uh, you're, you are about to be a 50-year-old, uh, yeah. so you, you've seen a lot, and you remember things back in the day. And back in the day, we had a lot of men named Dick. So how old is the youngest person named Dick? That's a great question. I think anybody our age, roughly, okay. anytime you see a Richard... The first thing I think of is dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always. They may have started as a dick and then you know evolved I mean? to be a Richard. Uh, like, yeah, just call me Rick. You might want to isolate that and just, you know, <laughs> the first thing I think about is dick. You just got to isolate that. <laughs> That'll be my intro music. Yeah, yeah. I'll just, just play just this. Say, Troy, the first thing Troy he thinks about is dick. First thing I think is dick. Uh, um, I got to say, there was a lot of dirty uh, humor on stage last night, and including me, I did a bit about uh, that microphone there. Yeah. Um, I had that out and I was kind of practicing to being on stage. It's the Shure SM58, which is. You were practicing uh, around here, like in the house? In the mirror. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I I wish I had had that on video. I had to do. Well. I was nervous, and every, you know, you go on, like, Reddit forums on, like, how to, you know, what to do as a new stand-up. I love it. And they all said the same thing. Take the mic out of the stand. Put the stand behind you. Like, that shows that you're you're confident. And I, every time I picked up the microphone, it felt like a penis in my hand. It's all I could think about. I bet that is. (laughs) (laughs) Billy loves a penis in his hand. It's (laughs) shaped. I mean, we're talking about the microphone that, you know, it has the bulb on the end. This Uh, podcast uh, is taking a turn. But I then tried to do a bit. I was thinking through how I'm holding that in my hand. That's the most popular vocal microphone in the world. That's what every stand-up uses. It's in every rock and roll band. It's uh, what they use uh, in church basements at an AA meeting. And I was like, all right, with those groups of maniacs, how many people have done something dirty with that microphone, right? You look at it, and it's like both Troy and I are looking at it now. I mean, it'll fit. It'll fit, right? Uh, uh, to to the listener. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I'm not thinking Troy's that. Troy's now I just, sticking. Okay, I just Troy, want everyone put it to down, know. Troy. I just on. want everyone to know. I'm not thinking the same thing that Billy's thinking about that you microphone. You just said you immediately think, Dick. Uh, <laughs> about the name Richard. I, I, I not that microphone. <laughs> what I want to do with him. I, I think Dick as well. And uh, so I did my bit was like I named like singers and comedians I was like do you think they've done something dirty with this microphone and they were like <laughs> billy <laughs> they, they most Maybe. people cheered like nah. some surprising one i think the biggest applause went for yoko ono oh and they well, were like oh yeah yoko well you ever hear her music <laughs> it sounds like she's you know dealing with it oh i i am a big beatles guy and i'll watch all those old documentaries and then when she shows up i just can't watch it anymore i mean they're trying to write like let it be and she's just like sitting there in the uh, middle like knitting and you could just see the other guys in the band like can you get her the fuck out of here like why is she here and then i saw a clip the other day it was um john lennon and chuck berry singing uh a duet on stage like whatever a chuck berry song it was sure. and there and she's next to them i mean it's like on the ed sullivan show and she's just doing like primal screams and chuck berry has this look in his eyes like he's got his back to her and he's just like can you can we get her off of this what is she doing here like what is she she's apparently doing dirty things with the microphone according to the <laughs> cheers from the people at the cut let's move on All troy right. how Sounds did we good. get here uh Troy, here's a here's a warm question. Which state produces the most likable people? Oh. I mean, that's a tough question because you know, you have Illinois with Chicago, they say everybody's so nice. Yeah, yeah. And then you have, you know, like the Midwest, and then you have uh people in the South who they say are nice. But it depends, because if you get through kind of the hard exterior of a lot of people, you know, in Massachusetts or yeah. around here, they're more genuine, yeah. in my opinion, nicer. But um, I don't think anybody on the, in the history of the world would say Massachusetts. <laughs> well, have you ever heard the theory that people in the Northeast are uh, kind but not nice, and people on the West Coast are nice but not kind? Yeah, I mean, I lived, uh, you know, again, I lived in L.A. for like a little bit, and L.A.'s different. It's not, you know, I've been obviously all around California, yeah. and... I just feel like people just, it's very surface. They don't really care. That's And that's why I, I find some truth in that statement. I mean, the idea is being like in L.A., they'll be super nice to you. But if, if uh, you need help changing a tire, they're not going to do it. Or is here, if you need help changing a tire, they're going to help you and tell you yeah. what an idiot you are the whole time for, you know, driving on this thing or whatever. Yeah. It, uh, so I think I'm probably in that category. I'm, yeah. not, I'm kind, but not nice. Like, uh um, so anyway, uh, I forget where we were, but I feel like, I think you were talking about Dick probably <laughs> we're going we're gonna to send that category along. Let's do something from you, Troy. I'll let you choose. Do you want to do your perfect day or your top five list? Let's do my top five. Okay. I don't, I don't really know how to do a perfect day. Um, all right. We'll, all right. Uh, so top five, when I was talking to you about it again, not happy about having to do homework. <laughs> um, <laughs> the world's easiest homework tell me something revealing about you what were oh you we were discussing at the gym you were at the, uh you made a joke and it would have been great top five jack jack handy uh quotes quotes oh my god jokes jack handy deep thoughts with Classic. jack handy um so you were not telling me but you know insinuating 
I should make it personal, somewhat personal. I think the best ones are, I mean, we're here to celebrate you, you know, okay. and, uh, so brag a little about how messed up you are. Oh, great. <laughs> no, so I did, uh, I did a, you know, I traveled, did a world trip in 2003, so I just did a top five places that I visited on my world trip oh, in 2003. Oh, lucky you. Okay. So, um, I don't know how you want to do this, but I'll just say number one. Okay. It's probably Nepal. Oh, interesting. So, Nepal is, you know, it's like a third world country when you go into Kathmandu. It's just... The poverty is overwhelming. Beautiful people. It's amazing. And then when you get out of Kathmandu, you go, you fly into a place called Lukla, and then you do your hikes from there, right? Okay. So you could, it's like a seven-day walk from there, um, or you can fly. All right. Flying there, it, I mean, everybody should just look up Lukla Airport. All right. Google it. It's the craziest place you've ever been it's, it's just not one of these like crazy landing things it's like... the it's the craziest place to land in the world okay according to like uh you know i saw something i feel on... like i've seen that it's think basically I a hundred yard strip cut into the side of a mountain okay but in the at the end of that strip is the is the rest of the mountain so you land okay and you have to stop immediately <laughs> and like go Err! and you basically have to land perfectly and when you fly you know if you as you're flying in if it gets cloudy you're screwed Okay. And obviously it gets cloudy quickly. Yeah, you know, it seems like in the a Himalayan cloudy mountains. place, yes. So anyway, flying in there was insane experience. Um, we landed and then just did a bunch of, you know, this crazy, I don't even know, two or three week hike. And it was just an amazing, amazing experience. Wow. Really, really okay. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's number one. That's lucky you. All Are right. we just cruising here, just going yeah, down? Yeah, go for it. All right. You're driving. Number two would be um, Thailand. Okay. So there's different parts of Thailand, those of you who have traveled there. Um, down south is, you know, the islands, so it's very beautiful. All right. Um, they have these full moon parties uh, at a lot of the islands, but Koh Phangan is like every time there's a, it's a, one of the islands, they have these, in, at least they did in 2003. All right. I mean, insane parties, like right. once a month. And it's gorgeous, it's beautiful, and then you're just partying till like five in the morning, all, right. all day, all night, and you know it's it's a it's an amazing time. And then up north is far more. Um, I don't. It's not you know it. It's it's more. It's not rainforesty. I don't, it's difficult to describe, but it's okay. it's a different type of beautiful. You know, there's not like the ocean and, right. and islands and you know things. It's like Chiang Mai and Pai up there. It's it's gorgeous. You just rent, you know, I don't know how or why they, they give you these mopeds slash dirt bikes okay. that go like 100 miles an hour. And you just go, you just, just, you know, you go and you get bombed at like till three in the morning. And then you, you and your buddies are just bombing Let's back, go to the, back to the hostel. Mopeds. Like, They're like tourist killers, aren't they? It's yeah. just, I can't believe more people don't die on those things. I mean, just pure insanity. I mean, culturally, the the role of the moped motorcycle in, in you know, the, the developing world where you see just like five people on and a bag of rice. And yeah. it's like, how is this? It's like the most dangerous thing you can you can do is ride it, a motorcycle. It's insane. And just to go back to Nepal real quick, yeah. um, the amount of respect that you that I now have for all the people that live up there. Yeah. They have porters that carry, I mean, the amount of stuff that they carry is insanity. Yeah. And they do it in like flip-flops. In Isn't the snow, the it's freezing, and yeah. all, you know, all the Westerners who go over there, they're wearing, you know, like me. You know, I was wearing like boots. Yeah. All this gear. <laughs> yeah. and like, and they, they carry, they're just carrying all the food. Um, not for me, because we didn't really do any of that kind of stuff. Um, but for everybody up in that region, they have to carry it up there. 
It's right. just pure insanity. Are these uh, the Sherpa people? Is that so the what? Sherpas, uh, from my understanding anyway, they're the ones that kind of guide you if you're going on a, okay. like a trek. Hey, how about that? There Pardon me, buddy. <laughs> Party. Um, yeah, so the Sherpas kind of guide you if you're going, you know, I did do one mountain, I tried to summit a mountain, but it became a whiteout. Okay. So turn, had, right, turn back. Yeah, it was like brain. literally piling yeah. up around us. It was, it snows pretty quickly up there. Okay. Um, but anyway, it just reminded me of the, the porters who carry everything. Um, all right. Any other questions? Just <laughs> no, all right. You're, you're in charge. Right. This, this is a part of the show you're great. hosting. Okay. What the hell's happening? I think you'd be a good podcast host. Oh, you, yeah? You got the thing. Uh, you, got, you got All right. The vibe. Um, so next I have uh, New Zealand. Ooh. So all right. New Zealand is, you know, two little islands. Well, um, let me back you up. Like, yeah. so this is just, you went solo on this round the world trip? I did, yeah. Okay. So I met different people in different spots. Did you uh, buy one of these, like, round the world tickets or whatever? They... So, yeah, kind of. I, um, you know, I was just... In LA, and I just wrote a list of all the places I wanted to go, right. and made the list. And I contacted at the time, you know, a travel agent, still existed, um, and told them exactly where I wanted to go. Right. And we tried to construct the most circular pattern to kind of, you know, so I wasn't backtracking. Yeah. Um, but you also made exotic choices. I'm proud of you. Like you didn't just do like London, Paris. And oh Tokyo, no, I didn't even do know? Europe really. Okay. Um, I mean, I flew th back through Rome and I did a little bit of, um, England and Scotland just on the way back home. Yeah. But, um, no, it was much more different spots that I wanted to go to. Uh, but anyway, New Zealand, um, I flew to New Zealand and I actually hitchhiked all around New Zealand, which all was right. amazing. Um, up until, there's a place called Mount Monganui. I hope I pronounced that right. We'll, we'll give you credit for it. Yes. Thanks, buddy. Um, anyway, I got picked up by a mom and two daughters. All right. And they were like, they turned around, they picked me up, and I was like, are you guys insane? What are you doing? Yeah. And they're like, well, I hope you're not an axe murderer. And I was like, if I was, I wouldn't tell you I was yeah, an axe murderer. Man. What's an axe murderer going to say? Yes, I'm an axe murderer. Pick me up. So anyway, um, I stayed at their house. Really? So they brought me um, to their house. And the next morning, like, they were su obviously super, super nice. Uh, the next morning, uh, one of the daughters, who was roughly my age, uh, brought me to this place called Suicide Rock. Ooh, so there are like, the axe murders? Is that what <laughs> no, no. So it's like a beautiful beach. It's like a beautiful okay. beach, and it's just this little, almost jetty, but it's pretty high. It's like 30, 40 feet high or something. All right. And I was going to jump off. I thought, this is a great idea. I'm stupid. I'm, you know, 28 years yeah. old. Why not? Young and dumb and full of... So uh, I look over, yeah. and there's two rocks, kind of. You have to jump in between. All right. And I, I didn't think it was that high. It might have been 30 feet, but to me, it was like 100 feet. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I might as well just say it was 100 feet. <laughs> do it. Do but, it. you know, it was probably more like 30. So anyway, so I'm looking over, and I see the two rocks. And as I jump, I feel in, like, in my heart that I'm going to hit these rocks. Oof, so I start oof. swimming with my arms. Like, here we go. All right. You know, you're going to start flying or you're going to die. Yeah. So I wasn't going to hit the rocks, but in my mind I was. And so when I hit the water, I hit right on the under my chin, like in my neck, and I got knocked out. Stop. Yeah. And I started floating under the water, just sinking. Not floating, sinking. And then one of the weirder experiences in my life, I just felt a, you know, I'm not saying Jesus Christ is real or fake, <laughs> but I saw this white light that just kind of carried me over to the edge. And I was still kind of knocked out. Yeah. I sat down there, which I guess was 25 minutes or so. And I thought it was like a minute. And I had to climb back up. That was the only way to get back up 
to the Wait, top. you sat on the edge of the rocks for 25 minutes? Was this woman watching you yeah, from the girl up was above? Upstairs, uh, okay. upstairs. Yeah, she was on the top of the rock. And I climbed back up, and the first thing she said to me is, do you know where you are? And I was like, nope. <laughs> so you're, you're, like, you're in New so Zealand next, at a next, place called The next thing I know, rock. I'm in the hospital in New Zealand. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And they're like... Because I didn't really know what was going on, right? And they were just giving me fluids. Yeah. And I had this big, it was like, my neck was like swollen and bruised. Okay. And her mom, this woman's mom who picked me up, um, was a naturopath. Okay. So she started giving me like Arnica and all these kinds of natural things to kind of help the swelling go down, all this kind of stuff. But anyway, so I'm hanging out there for like a week. Yeah. Until I kind of got my wits about me again. And then it was right around this time, actually, in 2003, because my birthday was about a week later. So it's pretty much right around now, which is crazy. All right. And then I, I actually didn't, the only time I, the only ride I didn't hitchhike for was the ride from that house to the next town. Because so I was like, I'm still kind of out of it. Like, right. I don't want to hitchhike. And then I just hitchhiked again, kind of around, <laughs> so down like, the islands and all around. Came back too, and you're like, let's yeah. keep hitchhiking. Did yeah. you grow up uh, going to the Quincy quarries? You ever no, did that? No, the, the first time I've been to a quarry was uh, here in Rockport. Yeah, those are, uh, there are some gnarly ones up there. I grew up going to the Quincy quarries, which is basically like halfway between where you grew up and I grew up, and I'm sure you knew the sort of... The sort that would go to those places, right? Like the maniac from your high school is. Like, I mean, you go. always hear the stories about yeah. you know up in the quarries, but I, I'd never been. I, I I went. I had one summer. It was when I graduated high school that I went constantly, and it. Um, I understand why my mother was like wake me up at before she's going to school uh, to work and be like, "You're not going to the quarries today, are you?" Like I had a terrible <laughs> feeling in my gut, and she called the police on me one time. Oh, no way. Yeah, I was at the quarries, and she called the cops, and what, we all you're scattered. Like, My son's at the quarry. Yeah. Like, well, Are you at the quarry? It's like, is that illegal? She knew one of the cops, and so she called him and was like, go arrest him. Like, that's how bad of a wait, feeling wait, how I old were you? I was like 18. and uh, I'd be like, uh, excuse me, is it illegal to go to the quarries? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, there, yeah. there you go. But, I mean, it's one of these I'm places like, where... Yes, <laughs> my son is standing at the quarry. It's like, uh, I'm just standing here. What did I do? I think it's illegal to jump, which is what we were doing. But the uh, they we all scattered as you would, and we're hiding behind rocks. And I hear him over the like the PA and his car go Billy Baker. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, I, I I did that, and then I smartened up. And then years ago, I went to the Rockport quarries to write a story about the Rockport and Gloucester quarries and the you know teenage tradition of sure. jumping there. And I went to the edge of Klondike, which is the really high one. And is that was, like Steel Derrick, or where is that? It's so Steel Derrick's the private one right in rockport like yeah. you need a key to go to uh I mean, i've been there like, with diane yeah. yeah um but no klondike is i think it's over the border in gloucester very close to steel derrick but it's um it's about 90 feet which is what the regular ones were at quincy quarry at the quincy quarry 90 yeah that's insane so that's the thing i was looking over the edge and i'm like i used to jump from this and this no it's it's pretty it's it's up there it's 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 at the edge of where you can safely land. Right, you know? right, right. Um, and I know the ones at the Quincy Quarries uh, rooftop and Ship's Point were about 90 feet. So anyway, Jeez. I'm standing at the edge, and there just so happens to be this, like, mom down below who's, like, shit-talking me, right? She's like, you can do it or not? And I'm like, oh, no, you know, I'm, I'm feeling my manhood challenge. As I'm standing there, these college kids arrive. This kid took one look over the edge, turned around, and did a backflip off of it. And I'm like, oh, my God. The other kids all jump, right? And now I'm standing up there, and the mom's like, 
you know, just busting my ball, like a yeah. Gloucester mom, you know, like you, you get, and I jumped and, uh, I was so scared when I hit the water that I didn't close my eyes. I don't think because both of my contact lenses blew out of my eyes oh, and my I'm God. like legally blind without them. And I, I climbed out all traumatized. Like, why, why did you do this? You're not peer pressure man. in New Zealand. Well, yeah, you know, pseudo peer pressure. It cause still she was a mom at the time. And then thankfully I climbed up near her and she's like, if something on your eye. And I was like, Oh, it's one of my contacts. I'm like spitting in it, shoving it yeah. back in my eyes. So I could drive home. But that is the last time I'll ever jump from a height. So uh, I got no, I'd never again. I'll jump from like 10 feet. Yeah. I mean, steel dark's nice because the highest ones are like 20 feet or whatever. It yeah, feels yeah. like you're kind of in a swimming pool, right? Like uh, no time for that. But you never know what, you know, you get knocked out. You could be a log under the water. Seriously. I mean, all these things, you know. No doubt. Uh, all right. Moving on. All right. Moving on. So I would say next would be South Africa. Ooh, um, you really was, did this. I'm jealous and proud at the same time. Trip. Yeah, man. It was it was an amazing trip, obviously. Um, so... Each of these places I was at for a couple months. So oh, wow. I was like right. traveling around. I only hit probably, you know, I don't know, seven places. All right. You know what I mean? And he's staying right. in like hostels doing Yeah, that mainly whole thing. mainly hostels. Yeah. I mean, um, I've met like in South Africa when I was traveling, there's a place called Coffee Bay, I think. And it's the hostel. It's I mean, a lot of these places in South Africa are absolutely beautiful, but the difference between, you know, how the whites live and how the blacks live in 2003 anyway was insane. That's true, huh? Yeah. It was like, um, and the, so was so that pre, so was kind of sad. Was that still apartheid? Was that, uh, or no, that... it was after, but I mean, the thought process, I'm not sure had left sure, most of the yeah. people that, a lot of the people that I were talk, was talking to anyway. Um, but the place itself is absolutely amazing. Okay. So I started in Cape Town and I, you know, did this thing called the Baz Bus, which is like, you can go on and off the bus. A lot of like kids on host- go staying in hostels, okay. but hostels in different countries, I'm sure as you know, are quite different than like in the U.S. They're some of them are awesome. Yeah, there's like you know there's fires at night and everyone hangs out. There's a little bar, you know. You're still staying with a bunch of people in bunk beds and, and yeah. shit, but uh, you can get your own room. But if you're staying in a hostel, what the fuck? You know, yeah, the whole point is to spend eight bucks a night. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so um, anyway, Coffee Bay um, met these people who lived in the, had this place in Belito, uh, which is a, it's a, like a surf community. All right. It's a, well, he was a surfer anyway, and he was right on the, well, he had a house. I mean, this fucking loaded. Like he had a house, he had a helicopter pad. Why wouldn't he? Like right yeah. next to, like on the beach, basically. All I don't right. know if it was his neighbors or it was his, but very visible from the backyard. So it was a pool and kind of like exactly what you would imagine as a beautiful beach house to be. You had a pool with grass that went down to the sand, right? All and then right. the waves were huge. Okay. And so I did a lot of like boogie. I'm not, you know, I tried to surf a bunch, but um, I got other stories, but don't worry about that. Surfing I, stories? We, yeah, we I was traveling stories. with these Israeli surfers in Australia, did like for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, aside from that, I was uh, boogie boarding a lot in, um, in South Africa. All right. Uh, and the, these waves were, I mean, amazing. Yeah. Perfect. Just amazing. So anyway, it's also um, super sharky, isn't it? Isn't that a big? Yeah, thing I South mean, Africa? you know, sharks everywhere. <laughs> what are you do? South Africa seems like a, yeah, a but little more mean, than everywhere. Yeah. yeah, but it was, it was just an amazing trip, man. Yeah, uh, South Africa was awesome. Um, I would go back there in a second. Okay, you know, hard to get to. It's far away. It is kind of far. Isn't um, it? It's kind of it's the end of the world, isn't it? I mean, Cape yeah. Town. It's like, wait, what are you looking? Cape and Cape Town, yeah. both the end of the world, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then next, I would say was uh, Japan. Japan was uh, awesome. All right. But again, you have to understand, like, Japan was sort of 
not the end of my trip, but I had no money. Okay. So like anytime I tried to do something, like I went from Osaka to Tokyo, I was staying in, I had a friend who I met when I lived in LA, I lived right by the House of Blues. And there was a bartender, this girl um, who needed a parking pass. So I gave her a parking pass because I lived right near there and she had a hard time parking. And I swear to God, man, I got free drinks. I could bring anybody I wanted. Stayed, I went to the foundation room. I saw so many shows, got free drinks for like... All for a parking pass. Huh? A year. Parking school. So I'd go in there. 10 of us would drink, go see a show in the foundation room where all you know all the artists, that's where they're staying. That's where they're hanging out. Uh-huh. Give her 20 bucks at the end of the night. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I did that. And I lived about... You know, 20 feet from the foundation, from the House of Blues. So this girl was a stunt woman, and she worked at Universal Studios uh, Osaka. Okay. And so when I, <laughs> when I was traveling, I was like, I'll, I'll swing by and see you. Right. She's like, yeah, right. No yeah. way. So <laughs> I mean, Osaka, Japan. Knock, knock, knock. Because nobody had cell phones. I didn't have a cell phone. So, you know, you're I going miss to like, those days where, yeah, you just have someone's address. I'm like, here I up. am. <laughs> Osaka. She's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So, you know, there's like a housing where all these people stay who work for Disney World and, you know, Universal Studios and all, all these right. other countries. So it was like tons of people from all different places staying there. So I was just staying at her place, just partying, and then met these dudes who were going to Tokyo because Tokyo, same idea, because you know people are working for um, whether it's Disney. I don't know if there's Disney World or um, Universal, Universal Studios or whatever it is in Tokyo. All right. And so I was going to meet them there, and I had, but I had no way to get there. So people in Japan are so nice. So what I did is I got on the local train, right? I had no money. I didn't pay. I just got on the local train, sat on the local train all the way to Tokyo, got off, and I just went through the, you know, you just go through the barrier, and the alarm goes off, and everybody just stares at you, and nobody says anything because they're super nice. I felt super bad, but I was like, I don't have any money. So then I ended up staying with um, uh, these, these, uh, these guys in, um, in Tokyo. It was just it was a lot of fun. That's fantastic. I'm in a big Japan phase lately. I, uh, I've hit the point in middle age where I'm watching World War II documentaries. Okay. And I just didn't understand anything about the Pacific. We've heard so much about Hitler, but the Japanese people and what they went through, their, oh, their character, I mean, it's, it's a thing. Uh, when I was there, they're like the nicest people on the planet. Yeah. Which I is mean, crazy. As, you know, we bombed them. We did. They, they did some things too. So, uh, but uh, all right, Troy, we'll, we'll send that along. All right, moving on to uh, this is the would you rather segment of the oh. show. I'm going to give you would you rather scenarios. They're supposed to be tough. Uh, I'm going to shuffle them. Uh, I normally go through these and uh, sort them out by person, but you were so like, let's wing it, right? And let's so I'm going to uh, shuffle it. Uh, and we'll see what um, what you choose. All right. Would you rather lose your long-term memory or your short-term memory? Um, I got a good story. but <laughs> um, I would probably rather lose my, um, I guess, my short-term memory. So Because I feel like up until this point, I want to remember that I had kids. I want to remember yeah. you know, my family and that kind of thing. And then everything else else that happens is gravy. Give you yeah. shit. All right. But a quick quick story. Okay. Me and my buddy, uh, when we were fifteen, were <laughs> his mom's friend paid for us to go to San Diego to watch her daughter. 
Her daughter was like four. Okay. We, 15. <laughs> okay. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. All but right. her father was staying there too, and he, he had no short-term memory. And so oh, we really? would bring him around the world in like an hour. We'd be like, do you have any idea where we are? And we'd be like, <laughs> we'd be like we are in Africa right now. And Ooh. he'd be like, no way. No we'd way? Like, yes. And then like ten, five minutes later, he would just forget. And we'd tell him we were somewhere else. That's interesting. And so we didn't know if we were being mean okay. or kind. Because it's like, we just made this guy feel like he just traveled yeah. the world. Or were we like mean kids? Like I, I still to this day don't know. Because we were, we understood both kind of um, as we were doing it. But anyway, that's my story. Go ahead. How did he lose his short-term memory? I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it was like uh, dementia or whatever. Okay. It might, I mean, I was 15, and I, I can't believe that we were pay, paid to go out there and watch this kid. It's different time. time. Different time. Uh, all right, Troy, let's see. Uh, would you rather be able to talk to every animal or speak every language? Speak every language. Okay. Animals got their own thing going. <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't know. I'd be like, I don't understand what you're saying. All right. Would you rather die before or after your spouse? Ooh, that's a great... If I say after, I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> this is a loaded question. Obviously, I, well, I'm going to say before, but if it was after, you know. All right. What is the story? So you met your wife at Fiesta? Yeah, yeah. I met my wife at Fiesta, so... You know, for those for that listener again, who yes. doesn't know who doesn't know what a fiesta is. I bet a lot don't. So, all right, I want to yep. hear you describe. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I've told this story so many times, but anyway, I was living in New York City at the time, and I had a good friend who I grew up with who was living in Gloucester, and you know, fiesta is just a huge party at the end of June. Yeah. And he posted. I was single, living in New York City, just having a great time, and he posted this video. I think it was on Facebook or something, and I saw it, and I said, "Wow, it looks like a lot of fun." You know, he was he was yeah. the guy who brought. You know, everybody who walks the greasy pole out on the, you know, on his boat to the greasy pole. And it okay. was just, you know, all the boats, the music's cranking, and all these guys are dressed up, going nuts. And I was like, ah, that looks like fun. And it was happening that Friday. It was a Friday, and I saw it. And I said, I just shot him a quick message. I hadn't talked to him in, I don't know, 15 years. Oh, really? So I sent him a message, a quick one. Hey, man, if I come up there, can I crash with you? Two seconds later, he goes, absolutely. Okay. So I got in the car the next morning, drove up. Um, he was working at Eastern Point Yacht Club at the time. All right. So I parked right. my car there and he came, picked me up on his boat and had like, you know, a 30 pack and a backpack. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I jump, I jump in his boat and we partied all day. And then the next day, which was a Sunday, uh, we ended up going, um, to Madfish, Madfish Grill. It was all like right. Reagan night or something. And I walked in and, you know, my wife stood up and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, no. I was not looking for this. <laughs> so, obviously, went over and, you know, talked to her. My my buddy knew her and knew her friend. So, we were talking to them for a little bit. And then she left, and I was talking to these, like, um, I don't know, sitting down watching reggae, just obviously thinking about her. Yeah. And just talking to these other girls. And then she just walked up as I was talking to these girls and was like, what's going on? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's right, motherfucker. <laughs> so then um, I always tell the story that I tried to run away and she tells the story like, yeah, fuck you. I tried to run away. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, yeah. So then, you know, I never left. I been staying with her ever since. <laughs> so still, we, we, we jumped in. crash in with her, huh? Yeah, yeah. So we jumped in a U-Haul like a month later and I got all my stuff out of New York and yeah, man. That's, That's how crazy. it's supposed to happen. I'm glad to hear it. I did something similar. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's got that. Uh, every time I've heard people, everyone loves your story. So yeah. I've heard it, variations of it. Always, I feel like it's uh, 
it's like the final scene in goodwill hunting where it's like i gotta see about a girl yeah, right? yeah like yeah. uh it, it's way it's a meat cute even though as i said at the beginning there's very little that's cute about fiesta yeah. the older i get but troy we are uh we're part of Fiesta now. We rode the same boats last year. We're practically F&A. like Shout Italians. out to the cut. Shout out to Tom. Yeah. Uh, we lost to the yoga guys. <laughs> hey, <got> man. <laughs> Listen, everyone in our boat is over 48. Yeah, except for Ben Zorfis. I saw him last yeah, night. Ben's yeah, Ben's like, I'd what say. am I doing in this boat? <laughs> Yeah. And one of us is like, could this be 20 years ago? Yeah. But no, nah, it was a lot of We're fun. I mean, old and experienced. It was hard. It was good to sort of... And it also was, that like male bonding gladiator shit, right? I had like, a lot of fun, know? man. That yeah. was obviously the first year, I think, for all of us. Yeah. It was so much fun. It yeah. was, you know, the whole experience was awesome. And we should say the same boats are these like uh, 10 people rowing in a boat. You've got someone at the front steering someone at the boat yelling at you to row uh and it's intense huge crowds on the beach very challenging yeah you row like a mile or something right yeah it's 10 minutes basically in the ocean at your, so at your max you know you're you're smoked uh grip strength is hard it, it's a thing and and we were in theory a boat full of crossfitters and we lost to the guys from the hot yoga place <laughs> hey man they, were, they, <laughs> they had a good start ass, you know they had a good what are you start? gonna do we'll get them this time get a respect uh, uh all right moving on let's see um Let's find a good one. Would you rather have your first child at 18 or 50? That's a great question. I had my, well, I had twins at 40. Okay. So um, I'm going to say 50. 18, that's not that. That's tough. That's no, tough. No, thank you. 50. Yeah. 50 is fine. Um, I'll be 50, you know. Would I want another kid right now? No, because I already have three. But yeah. if I didn't have any, sure, I'd have a kid right now. Yeah, it'd be fun. Kevin just stated at 50. Um, He's crazy. Would you rather fight a bear or have sex with the bear? <laughs> I mean, when I have sex with this bear, is it loving? It's a lot. Maybe or is you're, it going to tear me to shreds? Top. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, again, loaded question. Yeah. If I say sex with the bear, I got you know, I got real problems. I'm not a you know. I, obviously, everyone could say I'll fight a bear, but nobody wants to fucking fight a bear. Yeah. I don't want to bang a bear either. I, I, I think you're leaning sex here, though. I think uh, I, I think I may be. Uh, you know. All right, uh, Troy. Would you rather have a private plane or a yacht? Ooh, private plane. Okay, my yacht. Yeah, I'm right with you. Would you rather spend a year in jail for a crime you didn't commit or someone else spend life in prison for a crime you did? Oh, I'd rather spend a year. I couldn't do that. I would never be able to live I'm, myself. I'm right with you. Uh, would you rather have a pause or rewind button in your life? Uh, pause. I don't want to rewind. Yeah. You know, whatever happens, I can't fuck that shit up. I've okay. seen Back to the Future. <laughs> Would you rather uh, an obsessive, insane person love you or hate you? Oh, my God. That's a great question. Yes. I think you're fucked either way. <laughs> That's the whole point. Which, which way do you want to be fucked? Right? Um, by the bear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, let me think. Oh, my God. I think it's the same, because if they love you or hate you, I don't think the fucking insane person is going to know the difference. Yeah. I guess love, because maybe you get a chance. Yeah. If uh, they hate you, you're dead. If yeah, they love you, they it. might kill you, too. Wait, same with know. the bear, right? I mean, you're, you're either dead or you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I can go in the house, though. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. I'm trying to find a good one. Um, would you rather find your soulmate or your calling? Oh, that's hard. Because if you find your soulmate and yet you're doing something you fucking hate, which may or may not be happening now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's tough. I'm going to say soulmate because you find your calling and you're alone, you're fucked anyway. Yeah, 
I think, I say think so you're right, but I could see it going either way. That's why these are good questions. And when I say good, a lot of them are stolen. So yeah, I'm not giving fine. myself Everything credit. Everything good is stolen. Uh, Troy, if you had to live in a cage for the rest of your life, would you rather the bars be horizontal or vertical? Again, you're so <laughs> fucked either way. I'm going to say just vertical because that's what I, you know, that's what I'm used to like seeing on TV. I'd be like all fucked up if they were horizontal. Yeah. I'd be like, what's going on? So I guess, you know. All right. Uh, let's see. Would you rather lose your eyesight or your memories? Ooh, probably my eyesight. Okay. Uh, would you rather have an hour to go back in time or an hour to spend on the moon? I get no time for the moon. I'll, yeah. I'll go. I mean, I don't really want to go back in time, but I will. All right. Uh, would you rather have fame or fortune? Uh, fucking fame. Who cares? I'd, I'd say fortune. <laughs> fortune, definitely. Uh, would you rather be the funniest person in a room or the smartest? Um, the funniest, the smartest. You're tortured. You're like everybody's so fucking stupid. Yeah. Would you rather know how you're going to die or when you're going to die? Um, <laughs> I feel like you ever seen Hot Tub Time Machine? Yes. You see, remember when that guy's arm gets. Right, and, and they, they, they keep like, oh! <laughs> so they, get, they know, like, it's coming, but they don't know when. I feel like if you choose knowing how, you'd be like, you know, you die in a plane crash, and you're like, I'm getting on this plane, fuck! And like, do you not fly? Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. So, and then when, at least you know, I don't know, that's tough. Be so anxious if you knew when you were going to die, right? Yeah, but if you knew how, you'd be so fucked, like, trying to do anything related to that. You know what I mean? They're, these are tough questions. I'm, gonna I'm say, glad I'm not answering. I'm going to say when. All right. When you're going to die? Yeah. All right. So let's uh, just gonna send, let's send that along. All right, Troy, we are cooking here. Let's hear your ingredients for a perfect day. Oh, I thought we skipped that. I thought you told me to choose before. No, me. I mean which one you were doing then. I, I wanted <laughs> you to choose. You're I thought that was an all. option, bro. I mean, this is, come on. <laughs> I don't know. A perfect day. Um, it's a very challenging question. It depends on like my mood and my mindset. Okay. You know, I would say right now it's definitely just spending time with my family. Like I have so much fun chilling with my wife and kids. All right. Um, you know, as long as everyone's on their best behavior. All right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> if everything is kind of clicking and, you know, everyone's getting along and it's a just there's nothing like that. You know, yeah. that's amazing. Um, but as far as, you know, what would that entail? I'd probably be on vacation, so All my right. mindset would be different. Yeah, you know, vacation. Brain. I'd probably start um, with I'd wake up and definitely some kind of sauna, All right. relaxation, or you know, anything relaxing, just to kind of get your mind right. Then uh, a nice lunch, just hanging out, whether it's like on the beach, chilling. Uh, then go swimming in the ocean, and then you know, kind of um, just relaxing and. Talking with my family and hanging out, whether that's you know at the beach or wherever it may be. Yeah. Then a nice dinner. Nice. I love dinner. Eating. I like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, you're on vacation, so I'd probably a few cocktails. Yeah. And just relaxing and perfect weather, and just you know, and then at night the kids go to bed and hang out with my wife, and you know, maybe I'm on a maybe I'm on a sailboat at that point. Okay. And the water's kind of calm, and it's you know beautiful night, just looking at the stars, and you know. Smoke a little weed and, <laughs> yeah, you know, have some sex and go to bed. That it sounds perfect. I'll tell you, the more I ask people that question, the more themes emerge, which is it's simple things, you know, yeah. uh, and uh, the the ocean comes up a lot. Um, yeah. All right. We will now uh, 
Move that along. Just gonna send it! Who is that? Is that somebody you know saying that? that that's this guy, Larry Enticer. He is a YouTube uh, snowmobile star. He, he, he got, I mean, he's got like a mullet and he's crushing bush beers and then he gets right. on like vintage snowmobiles and tries to jump them and it ends poorly and for some reason my kids uh love him one of them dressed as him for halloween a couple of years ago he wears the, uh the canadian tuxedo you know the denim and uh jacket denim uh, is he gonna sue you jeans? for that i don't think he's got lawyers uh, <laughs> uh depends how big this podcast gets buddy well troy is an attorney uh I've been go- I Google. I actually do pay attention to rights for things like this. I, I'm someone who creates, you know, content, and you yeah. don't want stolen. So uh, I believe the law is that I can do anything for less than ten seconds. Oh, okay. So uh, you know more than me. <laughs> Copyright uh, law. That's no, not my bad. So uh, all right, Troy. We will come to my favorite part of the show. These are Proust style questions. Okay. These are. Um, it was a writer named Marcel Proust. He popularized a parlor game where we would has- ask people sort of revealing questions. That were designed to reveal one's true self. Okay, they were um, popularized in America in that they were the basis for the questions that uh, James Lipton would ask it uh, yeah, yeah. inside the actors' studio. Sure. So we have many of those, and then they've he evolved away? over time. Did he pass away? Maybe. Yeah. So it, it sounds about right. He, he was a character. I mean, Will Ferrell He's played him on SNL. Well, yeah. you got you know you got the cards in front of you, bro. Just like it. I same, kind same. of feel that way. I'm, I'll do it in, uh, in my most pompous. Um, James Lipton. And then you have to stare stare at the um, the audience as you ask the question. Yes. I love, it, I love it would that always part. be like, students, do you understand? He just stare at the are. audience right after you ask the question. Um, but let me, I, I have a new one. I only have one oh. new one. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll take it. And this is kind of a, uh, you know, a mental health, wellness, personal growth sort of question, which is sure. if you were to wake up tomorrow and tell yourself, Troy, you have one job today, what would that job be? Meditate. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad to hear you say this meditation stuff. I had told you I, I was big on these acupuncture mats that I think help me meditate. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you're the first person I think I know that's talked. So yeah, well, it really helped well, me. It helped me a ton because I got OCD really bad. Okay. And uh, when I was in D.C., I had a real problem. Like, I couldn't get off the couch. Really? I was like, yeah, I was a mess. And um, I realized, oh, my God, I have to talk to somebody. All right. So I, you know, I went around to a few supposed psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever. Okay. And they were all like, you have to do this, this, and this. And I was like, well, I'm not doing that. <laughs> okay. You know? And so I, you know, I had my own opinions and it ended up... Um, and what would have, what would this, this, and this have been that you disagreed uh, they, with? They wanted me to go on Prozac and they wanted yep. me to do other drugs and they wanted, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy, which is fine, but um, they wanted me to go on drugs and they were saying, you can't do cognitive behavioral therapy without drugs. And I said, you know, that's the research currently, and that may change. But, right. um, you know, I had, you know, my mother and my brother basically died from prescription drugs. So I was like, I'd rather not. Right. You know? Um, so ultimately, I think I was getting acupuncture or something and heard this woman's name, and she was a therapist, but she was also a Buddhist nun. Ooh, I like it. And, you know, when you go and talk to her initially, you know, she's got a shaved head, she's wearing a robe and all that kind of stuff, but she's a therapist. And she's not pushing meditation or Buddhism or anything. But I was very intrigued. And the why I liked her a lot was I went into her and I, you know, the first thing I said to her was, I think, you know, roughly one of the first things I said was, you know, I think I'm going crazy. Okay. And she goes, yes, you are. Ooh. And I immediately was like, I like her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she wasn't condescending. You know, she was just, she's kind of funny. You know? All right. And, you know, she, the first thing she said to me is, Troy, nobody going, who's going crazy says they're going crazy. Ooh, I like that. That's and a so, catch 22. And, and yeah. then so I said, uh, 
okay. And that kind of put my mind at ease a little bit because my OCD just got, was out of control. Like I was, you know. Like describe that to me because, I mean, I think the popular conception is you have to touch the doorknob three times I did all that. Turn I mean, it. okay. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, I had a routine in the shower. I couldn't go to bed until the time on the clock was a certain number. I had to touch certain things a certain number of times. And it got to a point where I couldn't really move. I couldn't really get out of the house. Okay. Um, and it's awesome now. I mean, it's perf- almost perfect now. But, okay. You know. And then Through intrusive. meditation, is that yeah, what? So yeah, so intrusive thoughts too, like, you know, the way that it was explained to me, first off, not to go on a tangent here. No, but, this is what's magical about this show. Um, so um, the way that it was explained to me was when you, most people have crazy thoughts, bad thoughts, whatever, not think you're crazy, whatever it might be. They're like clouds passing through your brain, whatever they go, they okay. pass. When you have OCD, that cloud just stays there. It goes kick, 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 and it just keeps kicking back, and you can't get rid of it, and it's just overwhelming. You know, you just feel like, oh, my God, you know, am I going to do this bad behavior, you know, and you just can't get rid of it. So then you sort of soothe yourself by trying to touch doorknobs to make the thing go away, and it'll go away if you do this and that and the other thing. So anyway, I did a lot of reading about, you know, how you can change the synapses in your brain through meditation, that kind of thing. And, you know, some people may believe in that, some others don't. But for me, it took a long time. It was very challenging. But, you know, every time I had a negative thought, I did meditative practices, mainly just focusing on white light in my brain, kind of going through my body and just becoming white light. So I would think of that versus the negative thought. And of course, for like the first year, every time that happened, the thought would just win. Okay. But over time, you can change your brain so that when you start thinking of the white light or whatever it might be, you can overcome it. All right. And so after years and years and years, you know, probably three or four years, I would say, took me to get to a point where anytime I had a negative thought, I could just overcome it quickly because I could sense it. And would you kind of like watch it like a train going by and and let it... I would not focus on it at all. I would just focus on... So that's essentially... And I don't, you know, I don't want to speak out of turn here because I'm not a doctor, but essentially cognitive behavioral therapy where you're trying to get your brain to think of something else versus that negative thought. Okay. Right? So you're training behaviorally your brain so to think of something else. So you just go back to the white light, go back to the white light? Yeah. So I just kept focusing on that, focusing on that. And okay. then I had meditations that I would do. Excuse me. Uh, that she, you know, Buddhist, Tibetan Buddhist meditation, which, which is what I was doing, has specific meditations, Right. So you imagine yourself dying, and you be, you know you lie down. You imagine yourself dying, and the uh-huh. Buddhists believe that you're like a leaf in the wind, and imagine like a portal with like different exit points. And if you're the leaf, you're just going to go through one of those exit points. You may become a human again. You may become an animal. This is Buddhist belief. Um, but if you meditate on dying, you can control yourself, so you know where to go, and you know like once you die, you have control kind of as you're passing. Anyway, that's just one thought. So you have all these different meditations, and the current one that I'm doing is um, when you have these crazy thoughts, you imagine yourself at the bottom of the ocean where it's really calm, and so you're at the bottom of the ocean, and you are just with your soul, kind of like just that part of you that exists with everybody, that just that white light inside of you. So you're at the bottom of the ocean, very calm, and it's just white, you're just pure white light sitting at the ocean, and up at the top could be stormy it could be 100 foot waves it could be calm it could be like five foot waves those are your thoughts you don't even focus on that you just focus on kind of the you at the bottom of the ocean as this little white light just focused on the true you because your thoughts aren't you the true you which everybody is is you know i don't say perfect but you are your soul right and then all these thoughts that your brain 
creates huh. is up at the top, and you just don't focus on that. So that's kind of my current meditation that I do. Okay, so it's like as you're sitting down to do it, that's yeah, that's the goal, that's the mantra to return to the bottom of the ocean. And- I just I, I just constantly focus on myself at the bottom of the ocean with a white light emanating from my chest, and that's it. I have to say, like a few years ago, um, two summers ago, this guy from Manchester was teaching me how to free dive. Mm-hmm. I've been doing some spear fishing, and uh, I was going to do an article on him, and he took me out uh, to a rock island off of Manchester, and was like walking me through the breathing and all this and yeah. it was like all right we're gonna get you down 30 or 40 feet and i went down the first time and i kind of freaked out and i came back up and and you know he walked me through it calm me calm me and then if finally i went down to the bottom it was wasn't super deep maybe 25 feet and i was calm and i kind of held on to a rock and i was down there and if you would ask me what's the most calm and at home, I've ever felt in my entire life, it was that, you know, 10 seconds or whatever yeah. it is. So that's a good, I feel like now you've inspired me. I could lay down and put myself back in that spot. And that's everything great. that's happening above is all the stresses, all the turbulence of the ocean. Anything. As calm yeah, yeah. as could be. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about that, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> let, I, I look at how many of these questions there are, so we're going to have to, uh, um, we're not going to get through them all, but we'll pick some fun ones for you. Troy, which accomplishment are you most proud of? Um, I mean, of course, aside from having my children. Yes. Um, I guess, I don't know. Maybe just graduating law school and passing the bar, which sounds so stupid, but... I didn't even know a lawyer growing up. Okay. So where'd you go to law school? Uh, Catholic University in DC. Okay. All right. So just like, I always imagined myself, see if that was possible, and then just doing it. Just something just allowed myself to realize that maybe I can do it. That's good. That's know? a huge accomplishment. Um, uh, Troy, if you had to enter a talent show, what would your talent be? It's a great question. Um, I don't know. I'm still trying to find my talent. Right. If I knew, then I'd probably pursue it. All right. But uh, you're still looking, which is great. I am. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Troy, other than your family, what is the great love of your life? Probably movies. Okay. I love, like, it relaxes me. And, yeah. You know, I love movies. Uh, which living person do you most admire? Oh, that's a great question, too. Um... Hmm. I mean, I'm gonna have to think about that. There's nobody that comes to mind as like a, in, a, in like immediately. But are there dead people that are coming to mind? I mean, I would say the only people I admire um, focus on, you know, whether it be you know, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Not to go back to Jesus, <laughs> but like Gandhi. But there's all you know, they all have faults, you know, right. which is great because they're human. Um, but anytime anybody pretends to be you know, a spiritual leader or something to that effect. Uh, I feel like, you know, it's just not true because, you know, they have all this money and they're, you know, like yeah. the church loves money. Like George Carlin always said, you know, God loves money. Yeah. So, you know, all these people who who pretend to be spiritual leaders or try to lead people in that direction, I feel like you, you know, like Mother Teresa, she had her faults, right? Right. Um, but she was very selfless. And so people like that who are completely selfless and just focus on, there's probably people like that in every community yeah. you know, who are completely selfless. And but, they're the ones we never know about, right? Yeah, and that, that's that's even better, right? right? Because they don't care about it. Yeah. And so those are the people I admire, everybody in the world who kind of just 
does good on a daily basis that yeah. doesn't, and they don't care about like you know, a genuine passion. I, I write, a, I try to write stories about people that have, uh, sometimes they're described as like a quirky, um, hobby, whatever it might yeah, be, yeah. because they're the things where I feel like it's pure passion. It's, it's, they're doing something that won't make them rich or get them laid or anything like that. Like yeah. that's their, that's their calling. And, uh, yeah, I'm about to go out next week with a guy who's um, like the premier sea glass collector. Oh, no way. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, like that's cool. you, you're on a journey. But uh, anyway, that was off track. Uh, let's get back on track. Troy. Yes. If you were buried with one memento from your life, what would you choose? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be buried. Just throw me wherever. <laughs> um, Burial at sea. Um, if I could be buried with one memento... Um, I don't want anything. Nothing. Okay, that's an answer. Uh, Troy, here's a, a question I think you should answer, which is, who is your all-time movie star crush? Oh, wow. That, that, that changes <laughs> over time. Um, you know who it used to be? Um, well, it depends on the, the time. Right. Right. Um, Naomi Watts was there for a little bit. Um, and then Charlene Fenn, do you remember her? She was on Twin Peaks. Oh, yes. God damn. When she was, um, yeah, you know, back on Twin Peaks, she was something else, you know. All right. We'll say her. Troy, what is your greatest fear? Fear? Yes. Um, not fulfilling my potential. Okay. I, I, I think that's mine as well. And it's a it's a silly fear, right? You're like, what, what is my potential? Why, right, it sounds <laughs> you know? like you're a dick. Yeah, but, it's like know, if I don't, I just don't want to feel like when I die, when I'm dying, that I could have done more, and I was just you know lazy, which can't happen. Okay. So you know, all right. that's all. Troy, who was the first person you kissed? Okay, <laughs> it was this was uh, spin the bottle, and believe it or not, my brother, my oldest brother, was in the eighth grade. And he's having a party, and they're playing spin the bottle. I was in the fifth grade. Okay. And um, I kissed an eighth grader <gasps> in the fifth grade, which is fine for Legend. me. Legend. But then I think about this, and I'm like, this eighth grade girl just kissed a fifth grade boy. That oh, is fucked man. up. That is um, a little, uh... Kristen Rodriguez was her name. Oh, Kristen. What's she doing nowadays? Do you Fuck know? if I know. You've been on her Facebook, you little liar. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, I don't think I ever talked to her ever again, but I had the biggest crush on her that day, that night. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fifth grade, bro. <laughs> uh, my first kiss was in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Mine, too. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> Where were you at? I was at uh, was your Alice name Kristen Rodriguez? No, her name was Christina. <laughs> I met your name. Christina. No, okay. okay. Uh, Troy, what's something uh, people would be surprised to learn about you? Oh my God, um, that's a great question. I've learned a lot today, so uh, oh, what, well, what we well, haven't covered. <laughs> I would say listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I mean, I don't. I don't have a one thing I can think of that people would be surprised. Um, I mean, you have just unloaded surprising things about <laughs> you, so uh, I'm going to give you a pass on that. You right, have thanks, many, buddy. and we've covered them. Cool. Uh, Troy, if you were in a coma and only one song could wake you up, what would it be? Oh, I think it would be classical music, um, and I don't know the names of really any classical okay. music, but um, I think it would have to be, you know, Mozart or Beethoven or something okay. just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. That makes me think of 
you know, sleeping and love and that kind of thing? I I don't. I never sit down and listen to classical music unless I have a few times done the like guided psychedelic therapy. Sure. I do it myself on, on this couch here. And uh, Johns Hopkins has been working on this stuff for years and they, they put their playlist on Spotify yeah. and it's, it's classical music designed to kind of take you yeah. through these journeys. Yeah. And I mean, there's no modern pop song that can make you feel like Beethoven can when you're on mushrooms, right? I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, I like it sometimes. I'm just driving too. Yeah, just listening to classical music. Uh, Troy, do you have a recurring dream? You know, I used to. I used to be able to fly in my dreams. I still kind of can whenever I want. Okay. So I can just like know that I'm dreaming and know that I can jump off that cliff and fly around. And I've had dreams where I fly at ridiculous, like very fast, and I feel like I'm flying very fast. Okay. It's just amazing. I don't now currently, but when I was a kid, I had a recurring dream. It's funny that some of the questions you're asking me, my kids ask me. Okay. Which is nuts. It's weird. But because um, my one of my kids asked me this the other day. Okay. About a week ago. So it used to be my family flying around. You remember um, Escape to Witch Mountain, the original? Yes. Oh, yeah. You know the flying camper van? Like the, the van. They're in like a camper van. The old guys like sheltering the kids. Was this like Haley, whatever her name was, the actress? Uh, I, I, I don't know. But whatever. They're being chased, you know, because they're trying to get the kids back to their alien family or whatever. Okay. And this guy, this old man, is driving a camper van, and the kids, who are aliens, I think, if I remember right. right, make the camper van fly. All right. And so it, I just remember that, and I used to have these recurring dreams where I was on with my family, like on a broomstick-ish, but flying the you know horizontally, not vertically, on a broomstick. And if you stepped off the back, you were in that um, camper van. Okay. And so <laughs> I remember being dropped off at soccer practice off the, you know, jump off the broomstick and then my family would fly away and they'd come pick me up. And I had that like many, many times. I think, yeah, you were writing Harry Potter in your head. You should have just, uh, typed it out. <laughs> That's right. Um, all right, here's a, uh, deep one. Confucius said, we all have two lives and the second one starts when you realize you only have one. When and why did your second life begin? Um, I would say my second life began when I had a family. Okay. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I probably thought about it way before that. So maybe, you know, different dimension, having different lives and things, but my life is so much different than it was for sure. Uh, Troy, you realize you just wasted a bunch of time. What were you doing? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you can actually i can't do nothing i'm not good at it. i love i mean i love nothing okay uh troy give me a reminder that everything isn't that bad oh you woke up today man you I, could you could go all day so you know when i i've done i read all these you know happiness what you know what how do you become happy what is happiness right. you, know, you read all these things you know you get to a certain amount of money anything above that doesn't matter blah blah the biggest thing that that I saw that was repetitive through basically everything I read or heard was gratitude. Right. So look at where we are, man. And like you could think of, you know, Gaza. You could think of whatever's happening in the world right now. You could be there. You could have been born there. Yeah. You could have been born with no legs. You could have lost your legs. You could have no arms. You could, you know, be disfigured in a fire. You could, you know, be sick. You could have your back thrown out. You could have no toes. Yeah. You could have like, it's nonstop. So I think if everybody, you know, if you just wake up and you're grateful, they say like write three things. But if you even just write down one thing you're grateful for, I'm grateful waking up every day. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean that I'm not, you know, 
in bad moods and all that kind of shit. But it's like, if you can go back to being grateful, I think it's super important. So I think that there's a million reasons why I'll you tell you, be- I went through a tiny phase of doing that sort of uh, evening gratitude thing. And yeah. it, it's so... Very powerful. I it's think. so simple too, and then you just let it slide, and you're tired, right. and I don't feel like doing it. Uh, it's like to me, people who are not in the right spot physically or mentally, it's very hard to do the things you need to do to get out of that spot. Yeah, you know, like if I know every now, I know just throw up experiences in my life. If I'm not in a good spot mentally, I just need to be healthy for two weeks, exercise, right. be in the sauna, meditate. Yeah. And in two weeks, I'm going to feel great. Yeah. And I know that. It's that. You know, it's just if you don't know that, it's hard because you can get in that mental space. And yeah, ruts are hard to get get out of. When I did the psychedelic uh, things, what I was really chasing was self-compassion. And that has so much of a gratitude side to it. You know, it's like talk to yourself. There's an inner child inside of you. Talk to yourself the way you would talk to a child. You'd yeah. never be this hard on a child. You'd never be this hard on a best friend. And then when you do that, you it's so easy. The, the warm light comes over you and it's, look at me. Like I, I, I have so much gratitude for what's going right in life. And yeah. it's so easy to fixate on yeah, what's missing, what's not here. Uh, all right, let's get to another hard-hitting question. If you had to enter a competitive eating contest, what would you want the food to be? Pizza. Good answer. I mean, this is only one answer. Uh, aliens land and ask you to take them to one place to understand your people. Where do you take them? McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. Uh, what's the most random thing you vividly remember? That's a good question. Um, let it be random. Where's your brain? I know. I'm trying to let it be random, bro. <laughs> Don't tell me to be random. I'm trying I'm being random. Um, well, right now, just randomly, that just came to my brain. Yep. Um, me and two of my best friends, one of which who's passed, who I mentioned previously, were in high school drinking by his, his, his brother died. Jesus, getting sad. But his brother died, and we were drinking by his gravestone. Okay. And he was just so upset. Uh, he's crying, and we're just trying to, like, talk to him, and, you know, we're just trying to be buddies, basically. And I just remember him just like punching a tree and just like being super upset. That's just the first thing that came to my mind. I don't All know right. why. Yeah, it's random. It's vivid. Uh, Troy, if you had to choose a new first name, what would it be? Oh, Jack. Good name. It's my brother's name. Uh, who do you like to play you in the movie of your life? Brad Pitt. Good Who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, why would anybody give another answer? Uh, Troy, what's the largest animal you think you could beat in a fight? That's a great question. And probably a cat. <laughs> I don't even know if I can do that. Um, I wouldn't be messing with cats. Nah, I don't even, yeah. I don't know. But that, the size of a cat. Yeah. Squirrel? Right. Mouse? Okay. I don't know. We'll do that. Troy, how old are you in your head? Uh, 30. Okay. Um, have you ever experienced anything that feels like magic? Oh, my God, yes. Okay. You want to expand on it? Or? I mean, well, first of all, I've done psychedelic drugs, okay. <laughs> but that was, you know, in college. Um, yeah, I think, I think often, okay. to be honest. But. Hey, you've got the right mind. I'm learning a lot about you, Trey. I was a fan before you walked in the door, and now I'm like uh, right, a moron, Team Trey here. Uh, uh, Trey, before you die, what do you have to get done, and what do you want to get done? Uh, before I die, I don't have to get anything done. Good Just answer. Have to live. Uh, what do I want to get done? I want to make sure my kids are happy. That's the the main and like, you know, on the right yeah. path and care about the right things. That's my 
angle mm-hmm. and then whatever you know i don't care about their how much money they make or anything i just want them mentally and you know to be in a good spot all right you know, that's it what's your biggest insecurity oh my god um my biggest insecurity is probably growing up without money so just uh-huh. money and yeah. it's and i'm still bad with it um because i pretend not to care about it okay and that's my problem <laughs> But my biggest insecurity is like um, intelligence and money. You right. know, just feeling like you know I don't have enough money. You, are you? In, I, I I can't picture you being insecure about your intelligence because you, yeah, you're a smart guy, and it's not, no, I know, but like know um, you know, you know, I never read all the you know classic books. <laughs> well, you know, I did. I don't and really look ca- at me, and I don't really care about poetry <laughs> and like things that I feel like. At least maybe that's what I would judge or like, you know, you know, I didn't go to an Ivy League school. Yeah. You know, things that are stupid, but that's my insecurity. Wow. Jack Kerouac said, uh, no time for poetry, but what is? <laughs> if you're okay, that makes me sound smart. Uh, yeah, I know what that means. Uh, if your house were on fire and everyone were out safe and you had time to run in and save one thing, what would it be? Nothing living is in there, right? Yeah, yeah, your cat yeah. and your fish or whatever. You know, is out. Uh, side story: my house burned down when I was in high school. Are you? What do you? What, I swear uh, to God! I mean, we lived it. We lived. You I got, should play you in the I, movie. I got, a, I got another. <laughs> I got a sidetrack on that. We we stayed in a. The insurance paid paid for us to stay in this place that was. Uh, it was called White Cliffs. It was like this place in uh, Plymouth, but like you know more towards the Cape, and it was like this golf community, and okay. me and my family. Let's just say we were not part of the golf community. <laughs> and so, you know, it was pure insanity. All right. I mean, it was, you know, stealing, you know, golf bags from the neighbors. Uh, you know, yeah. You know, to play golf. You just walk into the neighbor's, uh, you know, garage, grab the golf club and just play golf. Not, I wouldn't do that, but, you know, right. family members would, yeah. you know, take golf carts out for rides all day and just... We were just, let's just say, not the type of family that would generally live in a place like that. <laughs> not the country. So we lived there sir. for like a year until our house got, you know, it was just the top floor that got burnt down. But anyway, they had to rebuild it. Uh, Troy, what song will always get you on the dance floor? Oh, my God. Um, I would say, um, 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 what is it? Um, you know, the Boots with the Fur? What's that song? Huh? No. It's like, um, it's is, it, is it Flo Rida? Um, apple bottom jeans, okay, with the fur, <laughs> or or ushers like eh, 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 eh. that will get me. There's a few of them. Uh, Troy, which fictional character would you most like to have as a friend? Oh my god, I don't know, Mighty Mouse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite weird smell? Uh, that I like. Yeah, yeah. Favorite. Oh. Uh, my favorite smell is cinnamon. Okay, I love cinnamon. That is a little odd. Uh. What's something you enjoy you. doing that you don't get to do often enough? Travel. Okay. When was the last time you were proud of yourself? Um, I'm proud of myself today for doing this podcast. I am proud of you, too, because <laughs> you, you danced around for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, but you're here and you're crushing it. Um, let's see. Um, what song, a lot of song questions, a lot of death questions, which song immediately transports you back to a happy time in your life? Oh, my God. Um, 
I have songs that transport me back to like high school, but not necessarily. They're not sad, but they're not. Piano Man. Ooh. Oh, that just made me happy. Yeah, uh, see? Piano Man, because we used to have parties and everybody would sing it. I can remember like discovering that song, which I mean, it, it had been a hit for like 25 yeah, years, yeah. but just being like, does everyone realize how good this song well, is? We would right? just like, everybody would be like hugging each other and singing it. We'd be in <laughs> yeah. high school. It was just great. So good. Uh, Troy, if someone says, I've got a guy for that, and yeah. you are the guy they're referring to, what are they talking about? Oh, shit. Um, they got a guy to. Uh, <laughs> 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 I have no, I, I honest to God, have no idea. Um, I got a guy for that. Um, I mean, I'm a lawyer, but hopefully it's not for that. Yeah. <laughs> You're uh, charge to have, him how about to, uh, to go out and have a good time? How's that? Uh, I, I'd agree with that. Uh, Troy, what would be your death row meal? Oh, probably, I mean, I'm going to go back to pizza. Probably John's Bleecker Street in New York. That's, it's so funny. That's my uh, 11-year-old's answer. Johnson really? Bleaker. That's he's a smart man. I mean, he he talks about it constantly. We've been there once. It's the best pizza. We're ever. pizza, you know, uh, explorers, and uh, either that or Sally's in New Haven. He talks about them constantly. I don't know that one, but I'm, I I will check it out. It, it, yeah, New Haven. Sally's, Frank, Pepe's, and Modern are the three iconic New Haven places. They're all right next to each other on the same street, and it's it's worth doing. Oh, and sweet. New Haven's perfectly located for us in Massachusetts, where it's like halfway to New York, and yeah. you're like hungry, so. Stop in New Haven. I know. Uh, if you could or had to punch one famous person, who would it be? Oh, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> well, I'm just going to say the first person that came to my head, and <laughs> I have no idea why. Okay. David Schwimmer. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why that came to my face. I just pictured like Ross going, oh, looking like an idiot. I don't Did know why. Did he just punch me? <laughs> Uh, Talking about dinosaurs or something. I don't know. I mean, that's sorry, a good David. Answer. No, David. David, you had to come. No reason. Uh, like he seems like a nice guy. Does he does? But also a little bit of a punchable face, uh, right? Uh, Troy, this is a good one for you. If you could live in another country, which would you choose? Oh, that, I've thought about this more than you can imagine. Okay. Um, I could live in a lot of different countries. All right. But I'd have to pick one that I've been to because I don't know. You All know? right. Like I heard, Vienna is a great place to live, but I've never been there. Um, South Africa, I could live in. I could live. Um, I could live in Italy. I could live in France. Um, so I'll just say, I'll say South Africa. All right. Uh, finish this sentence. My life would be so much better if I could just blank. If I could just have enough money to never ever work again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a good one. Uh, what's your wife's name? Paula. Paula. All right. So I only met her once and I kind of uh, ambushed her and I was like, I have strong opinions of your husband. I want to sit down and talk about him with you. She was like, hi, who are you? <laughs> it's uh, her birthday uh, next week as well. Same birthday as me. Uh, and is she turning 50 as well? No, she's 40. She's going to turn 47. Okay. Uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Paula. So your spouse, Paula, has been kidnapped. Mm -hmm. 30 minutes later, her kidnappers dump her on the side of the road because she won't stop talking about what? Oh my God! She won't stop. Oh, this classic. <laughs> uh, everything, but I'm gonna say uh, she won't stop talking about um, businesses that she's going to create. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, let's see. This is. Uh, these are all good questions. Uh, what seemed harmless to you as a kid that you now look back on in horror? Harmless. 
uh, every single thing we did as that's kids. What I'm saying. <laughs> like, that's why, like, when I first met you, and I, I, I know Plymouth. I we used to have a cottage down there, and I'm yeah. like, but you know, I'm like, Troy grew up like I do. We're gonna bond. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, I mean, I'll just say we built a we built a rope swing. Right. The the rope swing was tied on a tree. Back of my house was like a hill that okay. went up like kind of like that, but you know, steeper. And there was a branch, and we'd put the the rope around the, the branch at the top of the hill, and we built a fort, a three-story fort um, from wood that we stole from the Plymouth Plantation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we built this fort, three stories. So you climb up, I have pictures, and like you would jump from the third story, swing above my house. Okay. Easy. Swing back. Um, then we took the fort down, and we built, um, you know, we built, <laughs> I don't know, I'm going on a tangent again, but we built these ramps, right? So you'd come down my hill and you'd go off this ramp and you'd go down the other ramp on the other side. On right? like a bike or something? Yeah, yeah, a bike yeah. ramp. Bike okay. Ramp. So the, 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 the ramp that you're launching off of was a little more narrow and then the ramp you're landing on was much wider. All right. And my, one of my, um, my mom and my dad got divorced when they were, when, when I was little, my mom was dating this guy and he wanted to like be in with the kids. Yeah. So he comes out, right? And he tries to hit the jump. And his the the brake the, the 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 pedals lock up and he tips over and he broke his neck and he was in traction for six months. Oh my god! <laughs> anyway, side. You're point. supposed to be old enough to know not to do that stuff. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, let's keep going. What are you the go-to person for in your social circle? Oh, um, that's a great question. I think. Um, I don't know. I feel like, you know, I'm spiritual stuff maybe. And like okay. people like are feeling sad or uh-huh. in a bad spot. I didn't realize this, all the stuff about you. So now I'm going to go to you when I, uh, you're, free, you're my guru. Troy. Well, I'm no guru, guru, but. Uh, Troy, what food do you hate that everyone else seems to love? Olives. Do people like olives? It's, it's just disgusting. pure salt, right? Like, yeah, uh, but and like I, I like salt. olive juice in a martini, but olives are disgusting. Yeah, I'm with you there. What seems like it should make you happy but doesn't? Success. Okay. Yeah. Uh, everyone says that, right? Um, what's the best thing that's happened to you in the past 12 months? Um, nothing that happened to me, just experiences, I guess, with my kids. Like, you know, I went to Disney World and it actually okay. turned out to be amazing. I thought it was going to be nuts and okay. bad. I don't know. Just experiences with my family, I guess. All right. Uh, what is your favorite thing about where you live? You live in Rockport at the tip of Cape Ann. Um, I absolutely love that my kids get to walk downtown okay. and get, give them kind of independence and freedom yeah. at a younger age than probably if we didn't. And then also just we are 100 yards from the beach. All right. What about the today version of you would impress the 10 years ago version of you? Uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I had bigger I had bigger hopes. But uh, uh, no, I'd say... Um, just the comfort level of family life. Okay. You know. Uh, what famous person would you most like to have a beer with? Oh, good question. Um, that's, a, that's a tremendous question. Um, I would say Brad Pitt's the first person that comes you to my mind. You and Brad, huh? I don't know. I, yeah, um, I guess I, you know. He's a beautiful man. He <laughs> seems cool as could be. He just seems like a cool dude. Uh, what's an underrated benefit of getting older? Um, not giving a fuck. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. It's like, meh. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, what movie did you see at way too young of an age? The Omen. Okay. Fucking terrified me. <laughs> I'm, you said that immediately. Dude, like, The Omen, because my kids, they love, I don't like, uh, I don't like scary movies because, probably because of The Omen. I watched it in this like old fucking three-story house with like people who were older than me for okay. their, this guy's birthday. I don't know how old I was, but I, I was definitely too young. It fucking traumatized me. And my kids want to watch it because they they ask me that question. Oh, so they, they want to see? But they they, they watch like themselves. you know they like they all like horror movies. Oh, and I'm like, really? Yes. I've only met your twin daughters, and yeah. they seem like uh, the daring sort, right? Like, uh, yeah, they all are. My oldest, you know, she'll she likes to like film these kinds of movies. Like, she'll film like a okay. horror movie. <laughs> She's eleven, but um, yeah, they 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 like them, and I just don't. I like watching them with them, but then I'm like, am I a bad dad? I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. What sound instantly stresses you out? Um, kids screaming. Yeah. I mean, just stress, immediate. Yeah. I have great empathy for the parents on airplanes. Um, you oh, know, yeah. like, I mean, we all did it. We were all kids once, but when that screaming starts and you're in an enclosed space, it's like, I, 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 I want to open the door and go. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What's the best decision you've ever made? I mean, I'm supposed to say marrying my wife, right? Right. Or I having kids. Say, I mean, otherwise yeah. I'm, I'm effed. So yeah. that's the answer. <laughs> what have you watched recently that you can't stop recommending? Ooh. Um, good question again. I haven't really been recommending, um, let me think. Um, I watch a lot of stuff too. I mean, Game of Thrones was, I recommend the shit out of that just because yeah. it was great. Yeah. Um, I can, since then, there's nothing where I'm like, oh my God, you have to watch this. Right. But, um, my, I'll just tell I will say this. My wife always recommends, um, better things. Oh right, yeah. You ever seen it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Pamela Adlin. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a cool show. It's kind of like uh, I like the vibe of the show. I like I like it. All right, better things. Uh, I I actually thought about introducing a new segment called unsolicited recommendations because I just feel like I have this platform. I want to talk yeah, about man. what I'm hot on each week. Here's my first unsolicited recommendation: Colin from Accounts. It's an Australian TV series created right. by a real life husband oh, yeah. and wife. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, I don't want to give away too much, but it uh, it it starts in the most original way, and you see the entire series play out from like one moment. And you're like, oh, all right, these two people are now locked in this, and it's a genius premise for a show. Yeah. Uh, all right, Troy, Billy, you are being sold as an action figure. What two accessories do you come with? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a great question. I would say um, meditation beads and a beer. Okay, is that what those are on your wrist? Are those meditation? No, beads? these oh. my daughters just made me these. Okay, these are though. These are okay. And what? What are those used in the meditation? Yeah. So the idea is there's certain meditations that you count. You do them a number of times. So okay. you, you, you. I think similar to rosary beads. Okay. Um, all right. Where you? Um, I think it's all the same. But anyway. But anyway um, you put like a, a marker from where at the beginning to like 12 or 15 or whatever it is. Okay. And then you count the beads to right. the marker and then, you, you know, you keep doing it kind of thing. Interesting. Uh, Troy, who is on your hall pass? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, 
I don't really have a hall pass, but I, I don't think my wife would care. Um, <laughs> Take them. I'm sick of them. <laughs> That's pretty much what she would say. Uh, I feel like this goes back to um, you know 1990 Charlene Fenn. Is that okay. is that a possibility? Well, I mean, go for it. It's, right. uh, we're we're living in fantasy land Let's here on that. a crowded hour. Uh, Troy, what l- one luxury item would you bring to a desert island? So it can't be anything practical. You can't right. bring like a boat right. or an axe or anything like that. Can I bring a sauna? Why not? I mean, I'll be like thirsty. I can't drink, but I fucking <laughs> I keep going in the sauna, just dehydrating myself. Uh, Troy, what's the best word to say in a Plymouth accent? <laughs> and you have to do the accent. Um, I don't know, wicked pisser. Okay. Uh, your task is to blow a job interview in the first thirty seconds. What do you do? Fuck you. <laughs> You're uh, a fucking idiot. Why? Why would I ever fucking want to work for you? You're ugly. You're stupid. Fuck off. Good job. Uh, Troy, which conspiracy theory is so believable it might be true? Well, everything's a conspiracy theory. Um, um, That the moon landing was faked. I think that's mine, too. I don't want to go too deep on that and torpedo my uh, <laughs> credibility, but... Uh, I'm just saying that it's a possibility. I mean, you go to the Smithsonian, you look at these things, you're like, that's, that's like tinfoil on an erector set. Yeah. You're telling me that not only went to the moon, but they then came home? Anyway, uh, here's one. You Good for you. Anthony Bourdain once yeah. said, there's a guy in my head, and all he wants to do is lay in bed all day long, smoke pot, and watch old movies and cartoons. My life is a series of stratagems to avoid and outwit that guy. Who is that guy for you, and what do you do to avoid him? So uh, I would say that um, he is speaking to me, except I would switch up some things. Okay. I can't be smoking pot all that much, (laughs) but I'd be drinking martinis. Okay. (laughs) Hanging out, eating pizza. All right. uh, Watching movies by a fire. Okay. All day. All day. Uh, What makes it so that I don't do that? Children, yeah, children. A wife who says, "Get off your ass." Yeah, it, it, and then just sort of also the 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 voice in the back of my head that's like, "Man, you're fucking lazy." Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. I took a lazy day the other day. I watched like ten episodes of Suits, yeah. and uh, I I hadn't done that in forever. I was like, you know what? There is also a place for those days too, because yeah. by the end it was like, all right, I'm sick of. Walking, oh no no no! There's a place. Know, you know, hundred percent. Uh, uh, which historical figure do you most identify with? Um, I would say I try and attempt to identify with, again, people like, uh, I don't though. I, I attempt to, I want to aspire to be like, uh, you know, a Jesus Christ or a Gandhi or something okay. like that, but I, I have many faults, so it's very challenging. All right. Well, uh, what is your current state of mind? Right now, this moment? Yeah. Um, contentment. Yeah, you, you're, you're crushing this, I have to say. I knew you would. Uh, now I'm going to trip you up. Would a giraffe wear a tie at the top or bottom of its neck? Bottom. It wouldn't really. <laughs> that would be stupid either way. Uh, what movie have you seen the most times? Uh, probably either When Harry Met Sally or Aladdin. Or Aladdin, okay. Uh, Troy, what do people wrongly assume about you? Um, I can't... I don't know what people assume. Um... So it's, that's a difficult question. Uh, you're right. You you are right. Now that I've said it out loud, I'm like, what am I? That huh? Um, it's okay. 
I don't uh, know. Uh, Troy, let's see. I'm, I'm, Dude, look at how many questions you have. I know, and, and we're at an hour and 46 minutes Good already. fucking Lord. I know. Joe Rogan? What the fuck is that? I know. It, uh, it goes by, but I, I want to make sure I don't leave any good ones um, on the table. Troy, if you give me one book to read, what would it be? Oh. Oh. Like for fun, or I'm supposed to be like, oh, yes. You're, you're in book. charge. Yeah. I mean, I'll, uh, one book to read. You know... <laughs> I um I like like fantasy books. As do so, I. So yeah. I like uh you know the Philip Pullman series. Oh, the his I dark read materials. Those. Yeah. Um, the third book in that series, I fucking love that book. Have you watched the TV show? The series. Uh, yeah, I've seen parts of it. Is it is it any good? Um, yeah, it's pretty good. I, I worried that it wasn't going to translate. Um, it's not bad. I mean, the original movie that came out, you know, with Nicole Kidman and uh, oh right, I, I yeah. actually like that movie, but a lot of people don't. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Anyway, all right, Troy, you're in the gross. You're in the express lane at the grocery store. Do you secretly count the number of items people in front of you have? No, but I count my own. Okay, that's weird, right? Yeah. No, I mean you're being responsible, Troy. On a scale of one to ten, how attractive are you? Oh, that's a fucking asshole <laughs> question. <laughs> you're trying to make people feel like I, a dick. I think you're a ten, but <laughs> yeah, I'm thanks, curious buddy. what you think you are. Uh, I mean, could that, who answers that question? That's fucking bullshit. Nobody can answer that question. So he obviously thinks he's a 10 too. Uh, <laughs> That's outrageous. Come on. Troy, what would you like the first line of your obituary to say? Um, he was a super nice, kind guy. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's continue on that. Steve Irwin has he pinned down in a headlock. What cool facts does he tell the audience about you and your habitat? Oh. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, this motherfucker likes to hang out on the couch all fucking day. Sometimes he goes in the sauna and he goes for a cold plunge. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Troy, who is your style icon? Oh, I mean, it has to be Brad Pitt. I keep I fucking mean, talking about the guy. On. I guess. I got to show you, there's something funny on my refrigerator, which is um, years ago, I went to LLB and fly fishing school to write an article. And oh, I, I was, yeah. And in, in the article, I was like, let's be honest. The only reason I'm here is because I want to look like Brad Pitt in a river on <laughs> Right. So I re- that's what I wrote in the article. I think how, he's terrible in that movie, by the way. I mean, he's beautiful. That's all that yeah, matters. Yeah, but like, <laughs> you know, he was in Across the Tracks. You remember that with Ricky Schroeder? Yeah. Don't watch it. It's atrocious, and he's terrible in it. And I like—he's one of my favorite actors now. Yeah. But it gives you hope to think like you can be that bad and then be good. He's in qu- quite a few bad movies. I think of all the biggest stars, he has the most bad movies because sometimes I'll start watching and I'm like, "What is he doing in this? I didn't yeah. know this was." But once Brad Pitt once he thing. became good, he's good. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. Brad Pitt. Oh, but so um. I wrote the thing about Brad Pitt, and then a German language publication in Austria. Okay. Wrote an article about my article. No so shit. It's on my thing. It's an article entirely in German. And the only two words you're going to recognize in it are Billy Baker, Brad Pitt. Billy Baker, Brad Pitt, over and over. That's and why it's on your fridge. photo of Brad Pitt on it. I'm like, yeah. Have I been mentioned in the same Why don't you just put a Brad photo? Pitt? What you have to do is put a photo of yourself right next to it. Uh, no, I don't want my photo appearing ah, next on. to Brad Pitt. Uh, what's your most embarrassing moment from your youth? Oh. Um... Um, I can't think, the only thing I'm thinking of, and I don't know how embarrassing it is, I mean, it's kind of embarrassing, I guess, but my neighbor, it's a good story anyway, my, my neighbor, <laughs> I, and my, uh, I was like 10 years old or something like, something like that, and my, 
flat tire. My front tire was flat. And my neighbor uh, was going to change it for me. Right. It's like a, you know, it was a guy, probably like 18 or something. So he changes my tire. And I, I lived, again, at the bottom of a hill. So you always you know, ride your bike up the hill, ride down the hill, ride up the hill, ride down the hill. So I rode it up the hill. And as I'm coming down the hill, my front tire falls off. Okay. And my forks go right into the ground. Uh. And I, over my handlebars, face plant, slide on my face. So I had like checkerboard, you know, black and yeah. red face. So I guess that was kind of embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> it's not good. embarrassing in the, in the basic sense. But um, I also got, as I was walking down the hallway in high school once, a buddy punched me right in the nuts. Not a buddy, but this guy. It was like a bully move, really, but it, looking back, may have been. Uh, punched me right in the nuts, and I was just like on the ground, lying down in the fetal position, at, you know, like in between bells when everybody's just, there's 500 yeah. people in the hallway, and everyone's just walking over me, and like, that was kind of embarrassing. A little bit. Growing up is embarrassing. Uh, here's a question, which... Uh so Harvard University has been doing this sort of long-term happiness study. Uh, they, they started following a generation of Harvard students that included JFK Jr. It continues to this day with their descendants. And one of the questions asked people, which they think is a grand determiner of happiness, is simply having an answer to this question. Oh, which is a lot of pressure right there. Yeah. So, so if I don't answer this question, I'm not happy. Is that what's it's, happening? It's 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 a more complicated. Well, let me ask the question. All right, yeah. you'll get um sure. what I'm getting at, which is who would you call in the middle of the night if you were sick or afraid? So they ask it because people who have more answers to that tend to be more content and happy. So okay. if we if we say like removing your wife, who's, okay. uh, um, who would you call in the middle of the night if you were sick or afraid? Uh, probably my brother. Okay, right. I, I have friends I could call to, but it's and that's the thing that's the predictor. If you have an yeah. answer to that, um, if you don't, that's when you're in uh, real trouble. Um, uh, all right, my sister. Okay. That's nice. Um, Troy, would you be happy if your kids grew up to be just like you? Sure, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, you have mental problems. But other than that, I think it's great. Uh, all right, let's see. Um. How many true friends do you have? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I feel like I have a lot of true friends, but um, I mean, at least five. Okay. Uh, what's the worst way to die? Um, the worst way to die. I mean, how how <laughs> are we going by the basics? <laughs> or are we going by like I mean, it could get you getting tortured, getting your teeth pulled out, your nose cut off, your fingers cut off until you bleed to death? I mean, it, it, I've heard specifics, and I've heard like Whitney said very poetically, like I just don't want to be afraid. Oh, I like that answer. Yeah, but I, I, you know what? I might steal that answer um, if I. You know, I think the the easier question is which way would you want to die? Um, okay, um, but. All right, well, yeah. let's actually, yeah, this, we'll do this as the final question. Sure. A lot of death questions. Uh, it's okay. Clearly where I'm fixated. The theme. All right, so let's ask the, the sort of proverbial question. If you had six months to live, what would you do? I think I would just spend more time with my family. I wouldn't work, and I'd probably just make sure that, take them out of school, Yeah. I'd take my kids out of school, and we would just go to... I would just see where everyone wanted to go, and we would just travel and be together and hang out. Very sweet. Okay, just well. Send it. <laughs> and then I have this. Music. And then I jumped over so a, another ski mobile in my old school. And then, uh, and then we got Larry and Tyson. All right, so we are at the final segment of the show, 
which is called high low right wrong surprise it it grows out of this thing in a another life i used to i try to write a book about jugglers i would go to juggling conventions and at the end of the juggling convention everyone would get on the internet and list what they called high low gold crush bane surprise like their review of the convention based on what was your high what was your low i've revised it slightly i used to do it as that but uh it doesn't quite work but i'm gonna ask you to name your high your low what you had right about it what you had wrong about it and what surprises you for a specific construct uh, from your life so troy if i give you a compliment you're like a guy's guy you're like a dude you're a bro you hang out and now you've end up as, ended up as a girl dad right you're in a house full of women sure. right you have three daughters you have a wife so Using that as a framework, being a girl dad, what are the highs? What are the lows? What you, what did you ever write about it? What do you have wrong about it? And what's surprising? All right. Well, ask those individually because okay. I'm too dumb to think of all, <laughs> all of them right. together. What's the high of, being <laughs> Thank a, you. high of being a girl dad? Uh, the high of being a girl dad is uh, they they love me. So I walk into the, you know, okay. they're, they're hugging me and, you know, they're still at that age. But um, yeah, just the affection is just awesome. Like okay. Just, you know, they a lot of hugs, a lot of lot of love. All right. Um, so what's the low? The low, there's a couple. Okay. The low is, uh, well, there's one low. My buddy says to me, um, if you have sons and you watch football with them, you're a great dad. Okay. If you, if you have daughters and you watch football and they don't watch it with you, you're a fucking bad dad. So that part... Is a low because right. I love watching like football on Sunday, but if I do that and my you know my daughters do not want to watch football, even though I try to make them, but they're you know they're not into it. Yeah, um, and then there is a lot of drama in my house. Okay, it's just a lot of drama. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to judge women or, or men or boys and girls. But there's a lot of drama. There's a lot, like, I'll be watching football, and I have, like, videos where I'll be trying to watch football, and they're doing a dance routine right in front of me, and yeah. they're yelling at me. Uh, they're upset that I, you know, why aren't you watching us? Uh, so, you know, drama. Drama. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, but uh, I love them. I love you girls if you ever listen to this. All right. Uh, what did you ever write about being a girl dad, and what, do you, what did you have wrong? Um, what did I have right about it is... It's awesome. Okay. I mean, I don't think, you know, my, my, they always ask me, especially like, you know, if we're going back to football or whatever, something like that. Like, you, you, you want boys, dad, you know? Yeah. I, no way. You know what I mean? Really? Oh, I would yeah. never, I, no way. Like, I think, I really didn't care. I think people say, like, oh, I want a son or, yeah. I, I never thought of it like that. Um, I don't think, oh my God, I wish I had boys or something. I love having girls. They're awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I'm kind of jealous I didn't have one, you know. I, yeah. uh, I well, I have up, three, so you know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm from one of these, you know, genetic lineages where everyone's a boy. Like, yeah. I mean, my brother has two kids, my cousin, you know, like yeah. it just is just boys everywhere. And yeah. I was like, I'd like to, you know. No, it's a lot of fun, and it's just, I, I mean, I love it. Okay, it's a lot of fun. What uh, what did you have wrong about it? What I have wrong, um, it's it's really hard to say, only because I I never. Th- I don't try to think negatively. I'm sure I do, right. but I'm not like, oh my god. Um, well, I didn't think that. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's hard. Okay. I, sh- yeah, I think I'm required to answer this question. Yes. Is that so your second last question? Otherwise, we want to so, podcast uh, jail. What, what, what happens? Well, we have here. I'll give you a yellow card if you, if you, if you get another one. No, I'll take I'll take a yellow card. card. That's fine. 
Uh, have you heard they're introducing blue cards in the soccer? Uh, what the fuck? I mean, it's like a penalty box. It's like uh, more extreme than a yellow, but not quite a red. And you have to. Why can't we just stick with what's minutes. going on? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the final thing: what's uh, the most surprising thing you think uh, about being a, a girl dad? Um, I I don't know if it's just because it's girl dad. I just think it's um. You know, I think I had a lot of patience when I had. Um, kids and okay. i always saw myself as being relaxed and you know having patience i mean obviously you know when i was younger i you know probably had more of a temper right and then i think as you the kids wear you down a little bit as you kind of raise them and you know your patience kind of gets knocked off a little by little by little uh-huh. and i'd say it's just something that um i guess surprised me that i'm Still trying to build my patience back up. Okay. I thought that I would have more patience. Yeah. You know? So that's one thing that I look at, which I, I, you know, judge myself on, I guess, is I wish I had more patience. I mean, when a kid tests your patience, they test it, right? It's just like, oh. Well, it's almost as though you made them and they know exactly how to push all your buttons. Those bastards. Uh, all right, Troy, we have reached then the end of the... Uh the show i will start the music uh, we're almost uh dead on two hours uh is that you- what it is usually two hours no it, it goes it's uh, it's called the crowded hour and the right. idea was that it That's would be like a, a, two hours. A, you know a little congested but it, it just seems to have its own life each time so Sweet, uh how do you think it went i had a lot of fun man i appreciate it Thank yeah you for no, having me. i uh, i appreciate you coming on uh any final thoughts uh, no, man. That's it. Virginia <laughs> is for lovers. That's it. I know. I'm wearing a Virginia is <laughs> for lovers sweatshirt. But thank you all for listening. Thank Troy for coming. Call your friends. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs>